0: Me. Yeah, right. This one's this one is called the Fast Fire. It comes back and forth on this podcast. Okay. Okay. It's-
1: I'm Brooke, terrified.
0: Can, can you explain it, Brooke? I'll get Brooke to introduce this one. Well, we're going to, yeah. Brooke, so please it, know that I'm terrified.
2: <laughs> I would be. It's trivia.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> so I'm glad I'm just sitting in the back here, hiding. Heidi. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you need to get four out of five for oh, a good prize. Or you get something from under Dan's desk. Oh, yeah.
0: yes, yes. You either yeah, get a good, no. good prize or a
1: shit prize. Oh, no. A yeah. the like shit <laughs> probably, It's the, it's the <laughs> thing with the rash. I don't want to know about <laughs> it. that desk? that There, oh, my God there is something
2: under there I'm pretty sure could cause a rash. Yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like the beer smells extra weird today, yeah, but so no, it's just damn. This
0: is where, your YouTube, this is where your YouTube content should come in. <laughs> they, they, can, they can film the Fast Five purely for this. Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. This that's is a right. quiz show, this part. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the f- I'm hoping they're ready. Are you guys ready for the- oh, sweet. That's, yeah, cool. that's, yeah, that's sweet as. Everyone's
1: right. a bit scared. Everyone's on edge.
0: All right. Question number one. Oh, God. I hope you know your car questions and, <laughs> your, fo- and your food chains.
1: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> food chains. If it's fast food, I know. That's
1: about it. All, All right. right. We'll be right. <laughs> okay, here
0: we go. All right. How many gold stars has Viet Supercars Hall of Famer John Bow won?
1: Oh, my God. I've got no idea. Just stab at something. Four. Or oh, two. That was a bad guess. That wasn't a bad, <laughs> guess, I was gonna was go,
2: a bad guess. I was going to go like 12 just for the record. <laughs> so. All, right. All right.
0: Guess <laughs> what, Brooke? Should I ask? Have you heard that Pro Apps and Graphics have jumped on board this season as a sponsor?
2: Really? They wrap race cars, right?
0: Yeah, and also corporate vehicles too.
2: Hang on. I'm checking out their website. Damn, these wraps are sexy. You should get your Formula Ford wrapped here.
0: Already booked. For those in need of a new wrap on their car, Perhaps is offering $200 off motorsport wraps, if any listeners mention, on the Couch with Hooley.
2: That's a pretty sweet deal for those with an open wheeler, tin top, Prod Sports, GT, and anything motorsports related, really.
0: Sure is. Check out the show notes for further details on the Couch with Hooli fans.
2: Today's special guest sponsor for this episode is Secure Wealth Advisors. What do they do? They give financial advice so you can get the most out of your money, Huly. They do this by considering your circumstances, helping you set goals, and developing a financial plan to help you get there. They're also mortgage brokers and can look at your current deal and let you know if it's competitive or not. Should I consider this? Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but I know you mentioned buying property.
0: Sure I am, and it stresses me out.
2: Well, they have the expertise, experience, and resources to help you get wealth, grow, and keep it safe. And of course, enjoy it so you won't have to stress about things like your mortgage.
0: Should I give them a call?
2: Yep, it's easy. If you're worried about your mortgage in these times of increasing interest rates, for no cost, they'll chat to you for 15 minutes and let you know if your mortgage is competitive or not. Just head on over to the show notes and you'll find all the details there. We would also like to thank our major sponsor, Thrifty Car Rental. If you're looking for a great deal on your next car rental for an upcoming trip, check out their website for the latest offers. You can find all the links in our show notes.
0: Go go go! Are you doing anything? That's a massive crash. immediately. This is amazing. Big shot, big shot. And it's lights out and away we go. Great. I'm Dan Holly Holihan and welcome to my Motorsports podcast up on the couch with Holly Season 2 which is more than just a motorsports podcast. My guests are from all sides of the track, errors and personalities. You will meet some who have spent their careers chasing the dream to those who have only just touched on it and went on to aspiring journeys. We learn their stories beyond the helmet. On today's episode, we've got Sam Young, who some of you might know from his YouTube channel, Sam Young 4x4. Sam absolutely loves his four-wheel drives and he's an avid personality in the motorsports scene, creating content that's a cut above the rest known for his naughty 40 we chat about his pride and joy but please note in this episode it was filmed before it was stolen in queensland last month we only hope it's returned soon but no matter what happens we know that sam will come back bigger badder and stronger than ever and create something that's even more killer for us fans this episode we sat down with sam to discuss business social media passion for his cars and his racing mates around the track this is a different take on the motorsport scene which we had over a few beers, and trust us when we say this, you won't want to miss this one, as it's a pretty hilarious episode, which we got up to in the studio, in this interview right towards the end, I just thought to make a little bit weird, so let's not waste any more time, and hold on tight, and I hope you enjoy my chat with Sam Young. Well, Sammy, welcome to the pod, man. I'm pumped that you're here. Mate, it's, it's great to be
1: here. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm not, I'm not, I am won't lie to you. You're nervous? A little bit, I know. Really? It might not seem it, but d- deep down I'm a crying little girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brooke and I were a bit nervous when, the, when you brought the crew in here because we didn't know how to react to all your followers.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. There's a few of them floating around, a couple of cameras in your face, but no, it's good fun.
0: Yeah. So, how did what 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 happened in the day of Sam Young before getting to the northern today, beaches?
1: before getting to the beaches, mate. Today was actually a, a quite a productive day. I headed to uh, obviously doing weekly YouTube upload up, uploads now. So, we uh, filmed another one of those, and it actually took a little bit uh, of a walk down memory lane in the episode we filmed today, and spoke about some of the ridiculous financial decisions I've made when it comes to automotive uh, purchases, <laughs> uh, and out of myself as a as a terrible trader. Yeah. Um, and yeah, spoke about how I lost heaps of money. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the people enjoy it.
0: Can you actually tell me a bit about the cars that you were going through today? Like I love the nostalgia cause this podcast yeah. is about nostalgia. What Mate, happened
1: yeah. with your first car and whatnot? God, there's not, there's not a lot of things I haven't owned to be honest, in terms of genre as vehicle. Um, I started off as a, as a car guy through and through and, and actually like hated four wheel drives. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny how things cha- uh, change, but uh, started off with, like, an old bug-eye Subaru non-turbo. I just P-plated the heck out of that car, like, slammed it, disgusting wheels, plasti-dipped everything I could get my hands on, <laughs> um, like, put the biggest subwoofer in the boot that I could and just drove it around obnoxiously. Um, and that uh, a little bit of a rite of passage, right? Yeah. Um, and then quickly fell into full drives, had a few of those, had a really bad experience with the GU Patrol, Spooked me of of four drives, got back into cars, had a Sylvia, a Chaser, like really got into that side of things when I got my full license and then went full circle and and now I'm back in the four drive game and it's uh, paying the bills and keeping me busy.
0: It's taken off the four drive thing. I've seen Brooke and I have looked over a bit of your data, well not data, the videos, but how is like the four drive scene? It's just, it's it's a bit wild coming from those, you know, you work with race car drivers yourself, but what's
1: the whole deal with the four drive thing? It's, um, it's taken off. Like when I bought my when I bought my current car five years ago, it was seventeen grand, and it was basically ready to go around the country. That same car today, it would be thirty five to forty grand for the same thing in the same condition. It was as what it was when I bought it. Uh, and one thing we like notice working in the automotive scene is like the car park. Like what we talk about the car park in, in terms of the genre of cars that we see most. It's shifting from Commodores and Falcons and and performance cars and shifting to dual cabs and four wheel drives uh, mm. of, of all ages. So it's just popping off in Australia, and I think a lot to, a lot of it was probably to do with COVID. Mm. People are trapped and you know within the Australian border for the past two years and still want to go on holidays. So one of the best things you could do is get out a four-wheel drive and load the screaming kids in the back and go drive for 16 hours, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. That's paradise for some people. So um, I think that's sort of what's what's attributed to it. Yeah.
0: What's the deal with Willie the Boatman that's now on my set? Yeah. So you've, you've got to explain a bit of that. It's just I've never really had, uh, like, alcohol on my set. I know, in the we've had before. a takeover, everyone. I know, <laughs> sorry. You're like,
1: oh, you want to come on the podcast? I'm like, only if I can drink. But uh, <laughs> no, so Willie the Boatman is uh, my friend Patrick's uh, brewery based over in Marrickville. We're currently yep. sipping on a Marrickville lager. Um and I, I've just worked with Patty for, you know, five or six years and a really close friend of mine, um, and he knows how to make a beer, it turns out. So, um, I thought I'd bring over a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Marrickville influence to you. And we've got a couple of, we've got a hazy IPA, we've got the elbow, uh, which is quite fitting, obviously, yeah. a little Albanese inspired situation. And then, uh, this one's my personal favorite, the Marrickville lager. It's just easy drinking and, uh. You Know why not, mate? It's a you know, it's a it's a lovely evening made even more lovely with a couple of beers.
0: Yeah, did you have you lived over Marrickville Way or did you always live in like the North Shore? Area?
1: Yeah, so I born and bred pretty much in um, like just near Mossman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent about a year living over in Marrickville and six years working there. Um, and, that, and that's how I sort of got to know Patrick and, and Willie the Bowman. I spent way too many evenings after work there, yeah. Um, and, and there's actually one point where. Um, I was like doing the meat meat tray raffles for him on a Friday night and I had like my little spiel and I got on the microphone, you know, probably like 10, ten beers deep and would try to try to yak to all these, you know, have a yarn to all these people in there and give away a meat tray or two. So um, you know, we just have a little bit of fun. But yeah, pretty much always been on the lower north shore or the beaches. Yeah, yeah.
0: And with you when you were a kid growing up, did you, what school did you go to first before I asked more? Of, so um, more of the kid memories. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs>
1: uh, growing up, my like, primary just went to Neutral Bay Public and then um high school went to Knox. Up yeah, in, okay. uh, up, yeah. Up in Wurunga.
0: Yeah, right. Did you were you like a popular kid at school or did you have did you go between group to group? Or what was uh, your what was your memory I, as a kid growing up? I reckon I
1: was, to be honest, like a little bit of a floater. Yeah. Um like I was never really like massive into the footy or anything like that. Um uh, but also like never really academic. So I was sort of drifted in between uh, you know a little bit of everything i think and sort of only really found my feet in sort of like the later years of school yeah um but there was you know i've got some close mates now that i met met in high school that I, we still see all of them every week for beers we do a boy's dinner and that kind of thing which is nice um but yeah, it was sort of I don't know. It was sort of like fell into this like little car community at school of people that liked mighty car mods and um, watching those guys on YouTube instead of uh, instead of studying, and that's exactly what I did. So, yeah.
0: did, so you were like looking at that as a, as a like as a kid and looking at that on TV and go,
1: hey, you know, maybe I could do that one day. To be honest, no. So it was actually interesting. So we, I was always into it as, as a hobby, but never thought thought of it as a as a job or a career path. And actually left. Um, I graduated school after year twelve and, and dived straight into um a uni degree and did nursing. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. so, I know, right. So yeah. you wouldn't pick it. Yeah. Um, obviously didn't stick with it too long. I, I have a pretty short attention span and um, pretty low threshold for for changing beds and that kind of thing. So um after twelve months of nursing, I said, ah, look, this isn't this isn't going to work out. So uh, at the time, I was lucky enough to to sort of fall into a full time job. Um was actually making coffee for around six years previously but fell into a full-time job at um, Spare's Box. Yep. Um And then things sort of just escalated from there. From there.
0: Yeah, right. So how was – I've got to go back to obviously you saying you were struggling to make beds and all, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned off-air that I have autism and you have ADHD. Yeah. How was that growing up as a kid? Like for me, I struggled with like – for you, cars was like my, my zone in. Yeah. So for you, did you struggle with like schoolwork or anything like that or not really?
1: Yeah, well – Probably just off the record, I'm not actually diagnosed with ADHD, oh, okay. but like definitely, <laughs> definitely think I'm on the on the on the spectrum there. But yeah, um, just this yeah the ADHD energy, it's it's I don't know. I think it's to be honest helped me a little bit. Like it just keeps me busy, yeah, and it sort of made me realise like whereas some people might have just gone, ah, I'm in this, I'm in nursing now, I will just ride this wave. I sort of went like ducked and weaved and sort of looked at other things. And um, even when I was at Sparesbox, I was always chasing more. um, Started off as as customer service, basically, taking phone calls, which um, for those that don't know, if you're a customer service person for an online-based automotive business here in Australia, you're basically every bogan's punching bag. Um, (laughs) They call up and just go, where's my stuff I ordered this morning? I expect it to be here now. Um, So you're just getting earbashed for eight hours a day. So after a little while I got over it, um, started – both my parents are journalists, mm-hmm. um, and I was always quite a big writer and loved that side of things. So, yeah, right. started writing, uh, actually interviewed for Express Media Group, which was Full Drive Action magazine mm-hmm. uh, before that got uh, shut down. And then, um, actually ended up sort of just internally interviewing at Spares Box and, and, and moved departments. Finally, got out of that customer service scene into the sort of social media management content, uh, content side of things and marketing. And then, uh, just got after it
0: yeah so your parents were journalists
1: yeah both um mum born and bred in Adelaide and then then moved here and dad born and bred in the UK in London yep um currently yeah mum did a a long stint at Fairfax as I think chief editor there um has since done God, what hasn't she done she's done Qantas Epicure she's done Coles magazine and website she's doing all sorts of things she stays she says yeah, she stays right. busy like me and then um dad's a freelance art journalist okay so um he does a lot of sort of asian art galleries installations um exhibits and that kind of thing so yeah.
0: have they given you advice for like what you're doing now like because you're very good at presenting like yeah. much better than myself uh, I no, no.
1: Well, <laughs> mate, I, honestly it's sort of just I, I just fell into this role i think um it's actually kind of funny like i, I got into this whole social media side of things and then um you know, I think mum, my mum's role sort of changed from traditional print media into into digital media and mm. she's actually asking me advice. I'm like oh, I like, oh, my social media team at work's thinking this, what do you reckon? And, uh, you know, we sort of bounce off each other, which is quite nice. Uh Dad's a little bit older, so he, he sort of, he, he does the whole, um, you know, website publishing stuff and still print media. But, yeah, I was sort of just run my own race, I think. Yeah,
0: so with, with your school stuff as well, did you do any sports though or anything like that as a kid? Did you? Or yeah, did
1: you just I just um, can't skip it all. No, I did. There wasn't a lot of things I didn't do. I did a lot of. That's all right. That, that can that, be that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's, <laughs> the, that's the beer folks. Uh, there wasn't a lot of things that I didn't do. I, I did a lot of swimming, heaps of tennis, bit of cricket, bit of footy. Through high school was pretty much all all tennis, very competitively, and then um, oh, what else? And then and then in year eleven and twelve, I sort of did. like was tennis fixtures during high school. They always change. Um, venues and, and times every week which uh, and weekend which is quite annoying so I actually ended up switching to just senior weights and training which is basically just uh, weightlifting and fitness so it was a lot shorter it was the same time the same spot every week um so it was just made it easier for scheduling and that kind of thing um scheduling your life around really so did that for you know year 11 and 12 to to focus on studies which didn't really do but that's what I told <laughs> that's what I told everyone, and. Um, you know uh then just yeah yeah well brooke's, brooke did actually a bit of swimming so brooke's got that in her background yeah so yeah. many years behind the, in the pool in the pool
3: uh,
2: did you do it through primary and high school or yeah like
1: uh, mostly just primary a little yeah. bit high school but yeah always in the pool but then sort of a got of love like a strange love for ocean swimming as well yeah. so um i really enjoy that too and I do a bit of free diving and scuba diving and bits and pieces and I don't know, like, I don't, yeah. this is like sort of the ADHD energy, right? Yeah, I'm just like yeah. anything I can do, yeah. I, I will do and, and never half assed and I'm just all in, balls to the walls and just yeah. tackle yeah. it head on and hope for the best. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> Did
2: any of these sports involve a motor?
1: <laughs> uh, that, like, They actually didn't. So yeah. like because mum and dad were both inner city like, um, you know, quite, I, I don't know, like just sort of lower North Shore, like mm. never really had an interest. Dad was a car guy from back when he was in the UK. He had old um. He had a what did he have? Like a um oh God, I can't even remember. He had a the whole collection of, you know, old minis and Land Rovers and um uh and, and cool stuff like that. Um, but then he moved to Australia and I think that sort of passion sort of fell where the prices were just so much more over here than what they are back home. Mm. Um, but never never really had much motorsport influence up until when I started just letting my attention span shift yeah. from school and start watching it on YouTube and that kind of thing. And then I only really sort of got into the the motorsport world and, and the full driving world sort of three probably three years out of school, three or three or four years out of school where we sort of uh, was working in the marketing team at Box and we started doing some, I guess, work with uh, people like driving solutions and sponsoring different supercars or super two teams and that kind of thing. And just spent a bit more time around the racetrack. Mm. Um And yeah, had had like you know my Sylvia and stuff, which I took to some drift days at SMSP and that kind of thing, and um, sort of just enjoyed it and loved it, but never really had it as a as a child, which I think isn't really a regret. It's probably the wrong word, but I I wish I'd been around it. You know, I wish I'd been brought up with motorbikes and uh, you know quad bikes and stuff on a farm, because it would have probably put me a few paces ahead as a driver and a rider than what I am now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because people obviously watching from your YouTube channel on the podcast. The reason I brought you on here, because I thought you would have had that motorsport influence, but you've actually just randomly come
1: on through through SparesBox, and that's how you got into cars, really, eh? Hey? Yeah, like I'd always loved cars, and actually, the way I got hired at SparesBox is quite a funny story. I was I was working at a cafe and had been in the same cafe for three years, just as, you know, the larrikin young barista there, and, you know, sort of everyone's uh, everyone in the morning, you're, you're basically their therapist as a barista, right? You're seeing <laughs> yeah. them when they're fresh out of bed, no makeup, they just have... You know, they might have had the roughest day, the roughest morning, or whatever. Um, And I started seeing this regular Pete, and he, he was always coming in and getting his latte or whatever. Um And, and one day, I I noticed this logo on his shirt. Um, mm. You know, he had an overshirt on, and just poking through the chest was this uh, the OG Sparesbox logo, which was sort of like an animated uh, emoji spark plug. Yeah. And I'd actually like the week before just bought a new mechanical fuel pump for my sixty series yep. from Sparesbox, and I was like. I freaking know that. I know that logo. So we just started chatting. I was like, man, we're like yeah. Sparesbox shirt, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm the operations manager, right? This yeah. startup and all yeah. that sort of stuff, which Sparesbox was seven years ago. Yeah, right. Um, and, and just got chatting and, you know, he went on his way. I, I was there just making coffee still. And then fast forward a, a couple of weeks and we just kept chatting and, you know, he was there every few days. He, he's a, a lower North Shore guy as well. Mm. Um you know, started chatting. Like, oh, what do you do after outside of work? I told him I just tinker with my broken cars and yeah. stuff. And um, push come to shove, he, he sort of said, "Oh, well, if you want a, a job with Sparesbox, like we're looking for sort of technical salespeople and, and customer service guys." And uh, I sort of you know said, yeah, "I could I could probably do this." And then you know suddenly the nursing, you know, I stopped going to stopped yeah. going and uh, you know lectures and the days at the cafe started getting reduced and my, my hours at Sparesbox started increasing. Um, you know and going up and and before I knew it I was full-time there and in into it and yeah nothing else really mattered
0: yeah right so when you were the barista you were still being doing the nursing degree yeah and trying to juggle all three there's a
1: lot on I yeah, was flat right. out like a lizard drink and you wouldn't believe like <laughs> it was just like you know like you got a degree going here which is like three days a week at um ACU in North Sydney but also trying to make coffees and earn, earn enough money to keep all my all my broken cars running mm. uh, and you know, an old petrol 60 series with the Carby motor and it is not financially viable to do on the budget that I was on, but hell I was trying. (laughs) And then um, eventually, you know, I was like, I love, I love making coffee and I think about it all the time, but uh, you know, the smart decision at the time was, was to move into a more probably permanent role. And, Looking back, is probably the best thing I did.
0: Yeah, you got to actually explain to me his Spare's box because for me, I only as I that's how I spotted you through Juice, who yep. got sponsored, right? Jaden yep. Ojada, yeah, who yep. I won on the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, no, so Juice, mate, get <laughs> over
1: here. That's a damn comfy couch, and I'll leave you some beers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna,
0: I, as I said, I saw it through you through Jade, through Jaden. The spare's box appeared on a Super Two car. Yep, but you were explaining like how it was like the OG logo. So, where was where was was it Marrickville? Was that where it was at? Yeah.
1: So, it's, Sparebox was sort of they had it's it's actually like quite quite a cool story. Like a lot of startups, automotive superstore, a, a very similar story, and um, a lot of those sort of cool automotive startups now are everywhere. Um, but like anything, it was founded by three guys and, and Leon, who was one of the founders and the CEO. I'm still really close mates with. Uh, I rent part of a warehouse space off him to store some stuff, and he's got his cars stored there and that sort of thing. So, still, I think that'll be like a lifelong friendship mate there. Mm. But, um. Three guys started it, and the easiest way I describe it to people is they had a dream of basically making a super cheap auto all online, uh, yeah, right, with, with holding no stock and and, and you know on and, and uh, first in first out or just in time. I don't know. There'll be a, there's a proper marketing term and business plan term for it, but you know, um, they had a dream and it just snowballed, I think, and took off, and they sort of pioneered that space and and, and yeah, they sort of moved into this place in Saint Peters, and then like any sort of rapidly growing obsession, they start going, oh, we've outgrown this space. So we'd like rent next door, rent upstairs, rent over here, just started like renting all these places until they had you know, yeah. a full warehouse here and, and, and an office of almost a hundred people at its peak.
3: Yeah. Uh, right.
1: So it turned into a massive operation. And then, yeah, when it got acquired by an American based corporate, the guys got bought out. So, i guess they they've yeah, right you know they're, they're okay leon's <laughs> just got back from eight months in europe sailing around so yeah he's done okay um <laughs> uh, you know and he's got a collection he's got a 996 cup car now sl 55 yeah renault right. alpine you know he's he's got some cool cars in his collection now so he's, he's a massive car guy too and um yeah and that's sort of when i when i left when it got bought out and um yeah, now now I'm working with another very similar business, automotive superstore who, who sponsored me in the forward drive stuff, and they're they're going through that life cycle too, which is kind of cool. I've lived it with one business, and now I've jumped into another, and it's yeah. another sort of Aussie-based, Aussie-owned success story. So, so are they a few are, of them out there?
0: Are they at the like the early stages again? Yeah,
1: they're they It's sort of like jumping back to where SparesBox was pre-acquisition. Yeah. Um, but these guys have got no intention of selling or anything like that. So it's a little bit of a different business and, and a slightly different business model. But, um, you know, another another case of just uh, two Aussie guys that love cars. They're, they're just into it, hmm. Sydney-based and, and, again, wanted to disrupt the market and, and provide people with, a you know, a, an alternative to a bricks-and-mortar parts store. Yeah. So we'll go out of the whole work thing for a bit. Yeah.
0: What was it like? Like, with you, are you a big party boy, Sammy? or not really, mate, like, um, Do you go
1: partying? Yeah, I, I do like a good party. I, there's no denying. And um, we well, chose Friday night here tonight. Yeah, so. I know Friday night. And I was like, don't worry, mate. Don't worry, Hilly, I'll bring the beers. So <laughs> that probably gives you a bit of an idea of what what sort of guy I am. But look, I, I don't know. Nothing, nothing screams more fun to me than just mates, you know, a few drinks at the pub or whatever, and then and then kick ons after. That's like the the ideal Friday night.
0: Yeah. Do you go to did you go to many festivals when you're like no, a teenager I'm I not really, hate or not really? Age
1: festivals, that's that. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Right. Like I'm I, I love a party, but like a house party or like a pub night. I'm just not a festival head or a club guy. It's just I don't know, there's something about just sweaty people that I just I'm just I don't want to be a part of. It. <laughs> like as a sweaty bloke, I don't want other sweaty people around me as a sweaty <laughs> bloke. So I was just like, that was never really my scene, never really, never really what I was about. Um uh so I, I tried to avoid it at all costs. The only festival I ever went to was Spilt Milk, I think, in Canberra. Yeah. Um, right. And that was a one and done situation. So no, no
2: sort of like camping festivals, you know, blues yeah, fest or I, anything
1: like that. No, I'd never Splendor in the Mud, anything like that. Yeah. Like, no, nah, i never really got into that sort of thing. I mean, I'd probably love it to be honest. Like, um, even festivals like Denny Ute Muster and, you know, uh, Tamworth with the country music and stuff, like I'd probably froth it, but hmm. I'd just got no time, no money and I don't know, I've got a comfy bed at home, you know. You like, sound like
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life of an entrepreneur, like oh, yeah. just, just living on the shoestring budget. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Like, guys, if someone wants to fly me there, don't get me wrong, I'll, yeah. I'll come and I'll come with bells and whistles on, but until yeah. then I'll, I'll sit here with my beer and on, on a couch at someone <laughs> yeah. else's, you know what I mean? I
0: normally ask on this podcast, like, what's your most nostalgic memory as a kid? So I had Cody Mackay on here, who's, a yep. super, who's an Aussie race car driver, yep. and he said to him, like, the cocoa Pops and the, and the cheese TV in the morning. Do you have like a specific memory you, that what you liked that kind of gave it, you your personality in the, in the future? Do you know what I mean? Because you've yeah. got tats on one leg and yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? you're an out there personality. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. Like, when you said something like nostalgia, I, my mind immediately went to 6 p.m. every night. Oh, yeah. I'd watch – and I remember this, I'd I'd watch Tim Bailey present the weather, which was just the most boring, the most boring (laughs) shit ever. But it was there because you didn't want to miss the start of The Simpsons. And and The Simpsons was on at 6pm every night. I think Channel 10, and you just wouldn't miss it for the world. And it probably didn't really shame me at all. But I just remember, you know, it was it was the worst night of your life if you missed The Simpsons or or if, you know, dinner coincided with it and they wouldn't let you have the TV on during dinner. That was just the worst thing ever. So that was probably one of my – that's one of my most nostalgic memories, I think, that and, like, I think everyone's a Wheat bix kid and I used to love, you know, like, nothing like smashing a bowl of Wheat bix in the morning and that was just, like, your routine. You know, you get up, you you throw your clothes on, just always having your Wheat bix and stuff and stuff like that, you know. It brings back memories. It's always nice. How many Wheat can you eat, though? Oh, mate. How <laughs> I many is in a box? <laughs> <You know>, <supply> uh, sometimes you just pour the milk straight into the bloody bag in the box yeah. and just like, <laughs> hook in. But uh, no, i all on a good day, probably six. I'm no, a 6 Wheat yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah do I you reckon like- Jaden would be, probably be a two. He, he strikes me as a two weightbix <laughs> kind of guy. But- <laughs> nah, no, you're alright, Jase. You're alright. <laughs> do you do
0: you like the the part? I'm, I love weightbix. Do you like the like the little crusty bits that fall on the end, and then you just tip,
1: tip that in the? Oh no, see, I like my. Some like, people, how do you eat your I was actually Wait-Bix? having this discussion with my, uh, with a, a friend recently about about weightbix. Like, I, I like them still crisp. But I still like a little bit of crunch to them. And then uh, my friend was saying like she likes them. Like she has them mushy yeah. and microwaved, which I thought was uh, that's borderline sociopath. Like, you got some serious issues if you are drinking if you're having wheat bix, hot soggy. That's what uh, I. Right. Are we talking about <laughs> porridge here? Yeah, that's right. I'm like that's like poor man's porridge. Like, <laughs> that's what I have. Hot water. Oh my god, Dan! I we'll need to end this podcast earlier. I'm like, sitting in the presence of a psychopath. Actually,
0: <laughs> yeah. hey, Brooke, you should tell us some of my viewers what do you what do you actually have for breakfast? Because I sometimes I just skip it. So, what Brooks the Brooks the in the household, yeah, she's the most conservative and actually eats mostly your breakfast. Yeah, I just okay. yeah, sometimes so
2: I'll have like just my normal like protein shakes and stuff I put together. You know, and coffee. Coffee has to be there. Oh god, but yeah. But I think we need to highlight the fact of what you put in your shake, Dan. So he'll put oh in no. like
1: don't tell me, Rory. Oh, I knew you'd and say that. And then you'll
2: find a wheat mix. You oh put that oh in there, god, like, and then a Dan. banana. And then some um chocolate
1: sauce. Oh no. <laughs> You're off. not okay. <laughs> Who hurt you? Brooke's like... it, got a busted wrist. Is there something to do with that weird like you and a weird shake in her wrist that's coincides? I'm starting to ask a lot of questions. See, so people are figuring it <laughs> out.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm
1: connecting dots that I didn't even know existed. <laughs>
0: oh. Did you ever go? I've got to ask, did you ever go to Paramount speedway before it shut? No, I
1: I um no. I honestly had quite I've got quite a limited experience with racetracks. I think. My, most of my time has been forward wheel driving in the, in that sort of automotive scene. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time at SMSP, tiny bit at Ludnum, Um, a little bit at Wakefield. Obviously, even that, you know, is now a thing of the past, pretty much Wakefield with their four days a, a month rule. But yeah, um, that was about it. Uh, only been to Sandown once, never been to the Bend, never done Phillip Island, Um uh, Actually quite embarrassing. No, I haven't been to too many. Really? So what so what did it say that again? Because got- SMSP is, is the core one, I think. And that was just because through the companies that I work with and the people we were sponsoring, that was just, you know, proximity wise, it was close. Um, I'm now working with a mob that's based out of SMSP there as well, driving solutions. Mm. Um, so that's just sort of like the home turf, I think. And it's not a bad track to have as a home turf either. It's you know, it's a pretty fun track, but Uh, The only times I've been to Wakefield really were for like the um, 24 Hour of Lemons. Yes. You know, events like that. Did you do that race? Have you done it? I haven't driven. I've been there as like a a support team for when Spares Box entered this little old Alpha. Yeah. And we did it and it was just, it's about as most the most fun you can have with your pants on, I think. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> it was good. It was good fun. Can you, um,
0: can you explain to the listeners like what twenty four hour lemon lemons yeah, is? Yeah,
1: so obviously it's a it's a piss take on twenty four hour Le Mans. Yeah. Um, but basically here in New South Wales we've got twenty four hour lemons where you enter you meant to enter a car. I think it's it's worth sub three grand. Yeah. Everyone takes the piss a little bit. I, I don't think there's a single car there that's worth any less than three grand. Definitely everyone pushes the pushes the boundaries there but um and and it's basically just who can get i think it's who can cut the most laps over the over the time and i think it's split over um two or three days but most teams have themes, which sort of makes it even better. So you've got people dressing up as pirates and you might have the swashbucklers and they might have an AU Falcon with a, a sail on the top of it. You yeah. can make the car as ridiculous or as PG as you want. Yeah, It doesn't matter. You've just got to cut lip, uh, cut laps. And I actually had a mate there, um, like Tom and Heggie and, and another one of their mates that came one year. I think they had a BA at the time, Falcon. Mm. And in there, like most people would probably bring, oh, you know, maybe spare brakes and spare CV, you know, maybe a drive shaft. Fuck that. They, they brought two two spare Barra engines yeah, with gearboxes attached. Well, they were ready for like an F1 style quick change situation, right, where they would, if that thing, you know, kicked the bucket on track, they're pushing it in, dropping the motor out, leaving it wherever it sits and then putting the fresh stuff in and, and bolting it all back together and going again. Like there's dedication, you know, there's preparation. And, and, you know, like I understand Mercedes AMG and the F1 has got it, you know, but. Yeah, these guys have got it more. Yeah, you know what I mean. So,
0: <laughs> so they had like the what was that? What was that um, thing in Formula One in two thousand twenty? I think where they had the was it the the wheels turned in for Mercedes? Oh uh,
1: yeah, the yeah uh, yeah where you could adjust the um, was a caster uh, one, the, of, those, the one DAS of those system
0: I think it was yeah yeah, yeah. and
1: you could pull the steering wheel and, and adjust that. I mean that's one technology, but swapping an entire barrel on the side of a racetrack that's. That's Toto. You could learn a lot from these these guys at <laughs> Lemons, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So you've got to explain with the driver solutions thing, um, <clears throat> they're the contracted test day guys. So how how is it for people who don't know what driving solutions is and they do see it everywhere around Eastern Creek? Yeah. Can you explain a bit more about yep. who runs it and that sort of thing? So um,
1: I started working with them when I was, uh, again, at, at Spares Box, but, uh, you know, now it's sort of just built this, like, quite close um, friendship with the director there and the owner, James Stewart. Mm. Um uh, and they sort of look after. Them. There's nothing that they really don't do. They they've obviously got the office there and they do a lot of track days, track evenings for everything from full blown GT3 cars right through to if it's registered it can come on the track. Yeah, um, they obviously they do um, defensive driver courses, advanced driver training there too. They do a lot of four-wheel-driver training, which is the stuff that I do where they've got a bit of a four-wheel-drive test track up the back, mm. um, sort of behind turn two at SMSP for those who are familiar. <laughs> uh, but they also do, like, um, you know, snow days down at the Snowy Hydro for people, driver training and that sort of thing. Um they stay busy. He, James is one of the busiest guys I've ever met. If you've ever tried to call him, you'll know what I mean. It's sort of a, you play, there's three days of phone tag going on before you get anything out of him. And even then it's sort of, you just, all you get is a couple of grunts in between cars going past on the main straight. So he's <laughs> it's, it's a pretty hard man to track down. But yeah, I do like mostly just the four wheel drive, driver training there when when they're short staffed and need a helping hand. And um, yeah, I've done a little bit of filming with uh, sort of destination New South Wales and, and stuff through him as well. So yeah, it's been fun. Good little partnership.
0: With, um, you are saying like full driver training. So <clears throat> I've had obviously heaps of people on the podcast, different, different brackets, haven't we? We've got rally guys, we've had speedway guys, all sorts of things. Yeah. So for you, we're saying tr- like full driver training. Yeah. What involves that to get like the person like myself who doesn't drive a full drive much yep. to learn about how not to get stuck or bogged or, yeah. do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So the day is, it's just a day course that we run and it's quite basic and sort of, I guess, um, I guess just sort of like an introduction to four-wheel driving. and This is sort of for people that might not have ever put their four-wheel drive into four-wheel drive, you know what I mean, or never, never taken it on anything other than the kids' playground, sort of gravel road and the car park and that sort of thing. And it's sort of the days sort of split up. We do quite a bit of theory in the morning, which is sort of just running people through the fundamentals of all uh, you're going on a trip. Here's what you might want to bring. We're not telling you guys. Oh, this is how you li- need to live your life. You know, like we're not there to beat your dad. Yeah. If you don't listen, that's fine. You know, <laughs> if you're going to go and get stuck with no water for six six hours in the in the desert, and say go, like, "Oh, we're in trouble here. We should have listened to Sam. That's on you." <laughs> uh, but it's more of a suggestion. You know what I mean? And uh, we say, "Look, go and go and do, go and do you." Here's some advice. Here's what you might want to take in these sorts of situations. This is what you might want to run your tire pressures at, and that kind of thing. Um. And then we and then we dive straight into to the uh, the actual practical, which is basically the outcome of the day is we, we tell them you will drive harder shit than what we put you through today. There's no de- denying it. We're not going to be going and tackling putting you in a, a four meter deep bog hole and making you dig yourself out of it. Cause that's just not realistic for what we're trying to do. What what we're trying to do is basically get, get you as familiar and as comfortable with the technology in your vehicle as we can. The people that are coming on these courses have sort of got modern jewel cabs where the car is smarter than anyone in this room combined. That thing will drive itself <laughs> down a hill at snail's pace with you doing nothing. You can take your feet completely off the brake and it will just crawl down a hill in, with perfect harmony. Yeah. Um, and it's just got to get helping these people understand and, and trust in the vehicle and, and, you know, showing them the differences between high and low range, um you know two-wheel drive four-wheel drive what a differential locker is when to use it and what what it actually achieves mm. um and it's sort of just basically getting them used to it we do a bit of a water crossing and best practice uh, we do some sort of rutted wombat holes and show the articulation and suspension how it works and why good suspension is important um yeah i just have fun you know everyone <laughs> loves it you know you can do four wheel driving close to Sydney in a safe environment. Yeah. The bloke like me yelling at you know, what's what's not to love?
0: <laughs> is there any mint four wheel
1: drive tracks out there that like I wouldn't know or someone might listening? Like, is there <sighs> close any close to Sydney? Every and this is an unfortunate sort of side effect of it becoming so popular in, in recent times is so much cool stuff is getting shut. Yeah. Traditional landowners are asking for it back. We're, we're seeing it currently. Mm. Uh, we're filming this, yeah, you know, I don't know if filming this in September mm. right now. Um, you know, Menai's basically was a little haven, forty minutes out of Sydney, and the traditional landowners and police have basically shut that completely off. Now it's always been a little bit, um, you know, ill-advised to go there, and you're not really meant to be there, but everyone does it. Yeah, um, and they've they've just shut that off. Um, I think Cape York is becoming quite quite close to to that as well. Um, there's lots of places that are like that now in Sydney. You really, if you, you've got to drive an hour plus, an hour to three hours to do anything, you've got. Uh, places down in sort of Nowra, mm. um, the south coast. You can go north up to the Wadagans or Newcastle way, or you've got to go west. You've got to go Lithgow, the Blue Mountains, Zigzag Railway, that sort of area. So around Sydney, there's not really a lot. The yeah. only sort of, I guess, if you wanted an escape, is probably um, somewhere like Boat Harbour mm. in Cronulla where you can drive a four-wheel drive on the beach, but it's 50 bucks for a day and you can't camp there. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's an expensive day out. Um and the sand, it's so hardly compacted there and all the dunes have been mined out. Um, so, you know, save your money. go Go up north. If you want a bit of beach driving, Redhead Beach or Stockton Beach, that kind of thing. But, yeah, everything's sort of two to four-hour drive now, which isn't the worst thing. It sort of helps limit numbers and that kind of thing. If we had Camping Paradise right in the Sydney CBD... It probably wouldn't stay paradise for more than five minutes, so <laughs> it does help sort of weed out those that aren't, you know, super into it. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a strange time.
0: Yeah, you got to talk about your naughty forty, which is all over you. That's the main
1: car that's yeah, you, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, that you take everywhere. Yeah,
0: now, you got to explain how it went from like as you said a legit shit box to what it yeah. is now. Like now it's like the car. Yeah, well, you know I, know mean, I mean, it
1: is still a bit of a shit box, especially at the moment. It has no engine, no brakes. Recently, thanks to my camera crew that have, um, <laughs> as like I'm I'm talking five minutes. Before we came on this podcast, he was under there with my spanner taking the front <laughs> brake lines out of it because theirs had a blowout on the way. Like, I, I shit you know you cannot script this. Um, uh, you know, so now the car's not only got no engine, no brakes, no gearbox; it's on a car trailer. Like
2: everyone wondering, they're in the background here, just, yeah,
1: just <laughs> off camera. He's just bloody wet himself over there, the bastard. But uh, yeah, the naughty forty. I mean, you can probably I don't know if the guys can see this photo here. There's, oh, you can it, take it up and show. Yeah, you I'll pick it up and show you guys the the camera. But this was this was it sort of uh probably two years into ownership i built it up as a wagon and I, and I bought this thing from a relatively questionable bloke down in victoria um i think the car had a bit of a seedy seedy history that i wasn't fully made aware of but i purchased <laughs> it and i since uncovered a lot but um, <laughs> that's like pretty much any used car sale these days right yeah um and i bought it as a wagon love the 80 series that's my third 80 series and fourth land cruiser um and it's the car i've owned the longest i, I sort of Jesus That's the beer That's the beer Fuck <laughs> I sort of went through a stint Really? Buying. Know, this is Pat, you, you're doing this to me But it's not going to stop me <laughs> It's nice We can actually enjoy it I know it is delicious um, So I went through a bit of a period Where I would buy and sell Like 10 cars in the space of 12 months And mm-hmm. then Eventually, I, I don't know. Something just clicked, and I don't know. Maybe I just grew up. I'm not 100 percent sure. No, that definitely didn't happen. I'm <laughs> still not that. Um, but I bought this car, and I've had it. Here we are, five years later, with the same car, and it's just gone through so many f- different iterations. Um, I bought it, built it up a, as quite a tough wagon, I guess. Went and did the high country. Um, so sort of fell into this role at Spares Box and we started doing the advertising with four-wheel drive action. Yeah, um, and their YouTube channel. I was the only four-wheel driver. Within spares box. No one else was into it. Um, yeah, right. So it was sort of hold on. Were they trying He's, to sell spare parts via that though? Like pretty for, much. For smaller so, drives? Yeah, it was sort of a, you know, you can get all your spare parts, you can get all your bits and pieces, you can get your trip preparation, your service essentials and that kind of thing ready. Um and basically we fell into this sort of um fell into this place where they needed a car and a presenter. I couldn't present, but I had a car, so suddenly now I'm the presenter. Yeah. Uh, we wrapped the car and went away on these trips, and the car started getting this cult following behind it. And uh, you know, I wish I could say it's probably me and my you know just raw sex appeal that yeah. got the crowd, but it's just not that. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just not that. Any monkey can drive a car, but it's yeah. sort of the car that makes maketh the person. I think, um, yeah. at least in the forward driving scene. So um, we built it up. It started getting this cult following, I think, because I just sort of drove. Drove a bit silly and just had fun with it and had a heavy right foot. And, you know, like I'm just a bit of a larrikin. So yeah. I was just getting after it and staying over it. And um we built it up as, as, this, as this quite lovely wagon, which I frothed and I, I still have such a soft spot for them. But then in the back of my head was this sort of niggling urge to buy a ute. I really wanted a ute because they're just so capable off-road. You know, as soon as you get – Mm. The, you know, sort of the off-road obstacle past your head. You don't have to worry about damaging the car anymore. It's just a metal tray. Yeah. Um. Uh, and being terrible with finances, I I couldn't buy a second car. You know, I was like, I'm I'm a one-four drive kind of guy. Yeah. Um. Then we went away on this trip to um. Oh, testing my memory. The beer doesn't help. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think it was, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Glasshouse Mountains. I, I think the track was the goat track it's it's called. I don't know. Queenslanders will probably be yelling at their, at their screens or their phones or their radios. But um, <laughs> it was just this big stump and the car sort of slid sideways and a little bit off, off the where I wanted it to be. And there was sort of a moment, it was all on camera, mm. where it was like, You can winch this and not damage your car or you can try drive it and see what happens. And then me being a bit of a fuckhead sort of said, (laughs) I'll drive it, sure. Bad, bad decision. So the car goes up, slams into this stump, puts like a helmet-sized dent in the D-pillar of this car, right? So renders it pretty much a write off at that point. The boot didn't open properly. It just was. It was just so devastating because there was no dents on this car, right? And then yeah. me trying to be a, be a hero just ruined this gorgeous thing that I love so much. So <laughs> anyway, I got on with it and finished the episode. And then subsequently, you know, like five minutes later, almost put it on its side again. So because I was like a little bit rattled. Mm. But anyway, came back from that trip. Sort of had the car for about six more months with that massive dent in it, and it was just. Made me want to really cry every time I saw this thing parked out in the street because on the what the driver side was gorgeous, yeah. lovely, wrapped, nice paint, all all the good stuff, and the left side was just dented, crumpled, boulder smashed piece of shit. But um, <laughs> in the back of my head, was, you want a you, you want a Ute, you yeah. want a Ute, um, and the thing needed respray. There was a little bit of rust that needed fixing, and that's this kind of thing. And, and push came to shove it was either oh, I need to sort of spend probably. 10 to 15 grand mm. fixing that D pillar. You can't leave it. There's just going to be new window frames, new boot, new this, new that, new skin, reinforce the pillar and paint the car. Or you can do all, you can achieve your repainted car, you can get rid of the dent and get your ute by just cutting half the car off <laughs> and putting it in the bin. And that's exactly what I did. So um, I schemed this massive plan up and, and just sort of basically at the time just, just was. You know, got all all the all the stars. I made sure they aligned. You know, yeah, I, was yeah. just, I grabbed a few chakras and you know dream catchers or whatever people do, and charged all my crystals up that night or whatever the <laughs> heck that is, and then and just made it happen. And then um, in the space of sort of four four to five weeks, we we cut the car in half with with my mate in Canberra, got it resprayed, built the tray, did the suspension, wheels, tires, did everything, and just created this monster. Um, and people loved it because it was, it was quite unique. It was happened so fast. It was not often that people get to see the process from start to finish recorded. You know, I was, I was driving down, I was catching the bus from Sydney to Canberra pretty much every few days filming with a GoPro on my phone um, yeah, right. The process, you know, and, and just, this
0: is the start of your YouTube channel.
1: This is pretty much the sort of start where I sort of went, okay, you know, it's like a little bit more to this than, than probably what I first thought. Um, you know, and, and I'd already sort of Instagram had sort of been building from from my time on the show and and time presenting already, and then yeah, sort of after the after the chop, I, th- I guess the popularity of the car sort of exploded. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I wish I could say the popularity of me exploded too. I think it's just sort of a a part <laughs> of it, right? It's, it's sort of we go hand in hand, and it's the car I'll never sell. Um, but yeah, it's sort of exploded in popularity the video went viral on youtube was seen by everyone and then yeah just sort of been taking the car to, to shows and events and and driving it and it's been through a couple of different wraps now and it's still just constantly evolving the vehicle with different setups different you know wheels yeah. tires wraps bonnets interior modifications just sort of trying to keep keep on the front foot of it really in terms of innovation and yeah, and, and cool fun shit.
2: So, is it brands <laughs> that want to work with you now as well? In yeah, that
1: it's, yeah, yeah, it's um. So, like for a long time, obviously it was, it was with Spare's Box and then that sort of went and went to shit, and um, you know, like <laughs> the American corporate acquired it, and, and you know, the fun Aussie startup. Very quickly, yeah, became not a funnelsy startup. Um, uh, and what well, you know, was that within like a year's time that it changed? It was very it? quick. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, they sort of acquired it, and then they sort of, you know, the talents were sort of just holding us, and then very quickly started to sink in, and um, uh, and before too long, they wanted to take it all back to their Melbourne HQ, and and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, pretty much the whole creative team was made redundant. Holy shit! Yeah, it was pretty hardcore, man. It was uh, this was all just the start of this year, Mm. Um, and then had a a bit of a already standing relationship with the team at Fulcrum Suspensions and stuff through again a a channel sponsor of Full Drive Twenty Four Seven. The CEO of Fulcrum was one of the founders of Sparesbox, Mm. so I had a bit of an in there. So I did a six month stint there, Mm. um, and did sort of I I don't know, sort of just launch their social social following and just got after it with some cool content and bits and pieces. Obviously we rewrapped the Naughty 40, um, after, after painting it red and like we resprayed the car and did a new bonnet and that kind of thing, Mm. brought it back to, brought it back to life with this red and then wrapped straight over it to protect the paint with Fulgrim. um, did a lot of sort of social interactions and that kind of thing with them. And then, um, and then yeah, after six months sort of, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a hard one and probably, probably a bit spicy to talk about, but just, Look, we didn't quite align with I think our values and, yeah. our, and what I wanted to do with the brand and what, what I think was possible to do with that business, I don't think they were ready for. Yeah, um, This is Spare's box. This yeah. is Fulcrum now. Oh, Fulcrum, Fulcrum yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I just don't think they were quite ready. Um, and look, a great business uh, and the guy that owns it and, and his son, the CEO, they're great people. That, you know they, they've made a, an automotive business last and thrive in Australia for 50 years mm. so they're doing something right you know the business has been around twice as long as I've been alive so they're doing something a lot better than I am yeah um but yeah look it just we left very amicably and I sort of said you know what look I, I want to focus on myself and, and do my own thing um and yeah hence the the full-time Sam young 4x4 was born so yeah. it went from always being a sort of a hobby and I was always doing a bit of YouTube just more so out of fun, you know, I, I love. What year was this? What, what year did you start it like officially? <sighs> uh, look, I would say it's probably only really been 2022 was, okay. was when I really started, you know, I, I started working. Well, I started working with Cinemanual Productions as my media team for the past two years. Yeah. Um, but sort of 2021 was infrequent videos, filming when we could, um, uh, only if the opportunity arose, we weren't actively trying to pursue content creation or, or anything like that. Mm. Um, and then 2022, we sort of started pushing a little bit more. When I left Sparesbox, they, Sparesbox weren't too happy with me creating content on the side. They wanted it sort of all for themselves.
3: Yeah, right. Um,
1: so there was a little bit of there was always a little bit of argy bargy there. Fulcrum were happy and, and supported me to do my own thing on my on my own on the channel. Mm. Um uh, so that was good. So we started, you know, actively producing a bit more content, having a bit more fun with it and that sort of thing. And then um yeah, sort of sat down with the guys and said, Fuck, you reckon we can do this full time? Like you reckon that's possible? <laughs> uh, and you know, like Ryan and the team, like they're they're creative geniuses, they they get it, they they know what's possible and they know, you know, we're pretty small fish in a big fucking pond, but you know, we can we can conquer this pond. So um Here we are just having a go, really, just trying to have fun with it. You know, there's a lot of very serious YouTubers out there that are very straight, narrow, um, quite conservative and a little bit scared of public opinion and, you know, stepping out of line. But, yeah, I just just couldn't think of anything worse. You know, I I sort of lived it through working with other businesses for so long. Spares box six years, Fulcrum six uh, six months. Mm. Sort of always trying to be this sort of like funny larrikin and just have fun with it on the side, but sort of always getting reined in by, you know, the higher up. So sort of it was a perfect opportunity to just sort of finally, I guess, spread you know, spread my wings. Good feeling. As gross as that is to sound, it's (laughs) such a good feeling, man. She just
0: quit her job today.
1: Yeah, I, the, I,
2: I get what you're saying because yeah. it's the same thing. Like you said, you're trying to express like ideas and creativity, but there's yeah. always in those corporate worlds there's a cap and Correct. there's a root of Correct. ceiling that you far as you can go, and not everyone's exactly. always going to understand it. Yeah, exactly. And then right. when you're trying to go beyond that, yeah, I just I, I was like, yeah, I need like when we do this show, we can just be ourselves. You exactly. Don't have to worry. Exactly. And, no, and know, that's
1: the beautiful thing, right? Yeah. Is having that creative freedom to actually just say and do what you want and and not be not be stressed. Uh, mm. You know, not be worried about like. You know, producing a video and then, oh, you know, what if the boss sees it and blows his top, which has happened multiple yeah. times with, with fast people? Like the camera crew are probably over there laughing because they, <laughs> they they felt the wrath just as much as I did. You know, even I'm the bloke click and publish. They're the guys that, you know, edited yep, it. So, yep,
2: you're all a part of it. You know, yeah. it's,
1: if, if one of us is going to drown, we're sort of all drowned together and yeah. it's often in a fiery pit of lava. So, uh, but, you know, it's so, it's so, it's very refreshing to just be able to just not. Yeah, you know, just be. I'm unapologetically us now, yeah, so
3: yeah.
1: that's sort of what we're doing, I guess. And, and, and look, people seem to be liking it. I don't know. I don't want to sound like an arrogant prick. Like yeah, there's enough of those out there. But I'm just trying to have fun with it and give the people what they want to see. And you know, and, and people that are seeming to like it. And just give people. I'm not trying to. I don't ever want to be forward drive twenty four seven or, yeah. or a, you know a massive corporate fish. I, that's not me. I just sort of want to be one of the boys. You know, be one of the girls, larrikin, mm. and just have fun and just you know sort of down to earth everyday content and it's sort of achievable and show show real world sort of processes on, you know, we're building an engine. Sweet. Everything's out of stock. It's like now we have no engine for four months and it's kind of shitty, but like when we have an update we'll tell you guys and you know, just yeah, just be real yeah. with people. It's not all It's not always smooth sailing and rainbows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think that's what we love about your content. Like Dan and I were saying when we were, like, going through it, it's like you said, it's real, you can relate to it. And like you said, you don't necessarily – we've got enough of these other companies that are all, you know, corporate or whatever there. Having that just, you know, the like people can see it and relate to it and go – I know what that's like to be out there doing that in my four-wheel drive. Yeah, exactly. Or if exactly. this is happening all yet. like you're out of stock. God, how many weeks do we have to wait for our, pa- our cameras? And that? We're oh, yeah. yeah. really stuck on ships Exactly. And it's like, yeah. shit. Yeah, you guys, you
1: guys get it, right? Like, yeah. You know, we, we we ordered all these bits for this new engine, which I, I can't really talk about because I'm trying to keep it under wraps. But <laughs> all it's this like, stuff, and, you know, and they were, <laughs> they were saying like, oh, yeah, everything's in stock, sweet. And I was yeah. like, yeah, awesome. Here's this timeline hitting up, you know, hitting up brands that were supporting the build mm-hmm. and stuff. And then suddenly they go, by the way, that that thing you ordered that's four months away. You go, yeah. all right. Now I've got to tell the six brands that are waiting for the yeah. content output that that is now pushed back. My plan to roll the content out is now put. Everything is just sort of crumbles. Mm. Um, but you know that that's just a part of it. And people yeah. people like to see that, I guess, and they like to see that. Actually, you know, yeah, you know, money can't buy you everything, and and you know, time is one of those things.
0: Mm. For you, when you like, when you. Were- clicking over the YouTube subscribers, yeah. which I'm like at 109. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's all right. That's like 109
1: more than me when I started. So.
0: <laughs> That's, so for you though, when was like the, did you, what was it? Was there a viral video that you clearly remember that took off that made your show get the way um, it is now?
1: Like, you know, yeah, I, mean? I, I think. There's was probably two videos and it's actually, there's a very common theme between them. The first was when I quit Spare's box and went to Fulcrum yeah. and made a bit of a song and dance about it. And I dressed up and put a blonde wig on, pretended I was Britney Spears and like had a bit of fun with it. You know, like, um, and that was just like a 90 second banger and got, you know, 50,000 views pretty quickly on YouTube. And yeah, people right. sort of started to take notice that they were like, oh fuck this guy's, this guy's like, what are you wearing a wig? You know, like, they're just like, I don't know whether they were confused or loving it. You know, I don't really care. Like, you know, I, 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 did it because it was hilarious and fun. Yeah. Um, and that sort of started the momentum, I think, for this year because that was published in sort of February when, when I was just sort of in between jobs and started this series called Suss With Sam, which was where we um, we we take a look at other people's cars because not everything's about me yeah. and I don't know what it's Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and then the second video which really sort of, I guess, energised me and, and gave us good feedback uh, and, and gave the team, you know, an idea of saying, oh, fuck, you know, what we're doing is actually working. It was again when well, I quit Fulcrum, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, and sort theme, of said, Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's an ongoing thing. People like me quitting jobs. So yeah. um, maybe I'll quit this podcast, walk out, and we'll get <laughs> heaps of views. Nah, 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 nah. um, but uh, people seem to love it. And, you know, we, we produced a video five weeks ago where we unwrapped the car at my good mate's business, all stuck up. Um, they wrapped the car originally, and it was sort of bittersweet to see them now unwrapping the car. Yeah. But we did a bit of a video around. How to unwrap your car while we're unwrapping it—that kind of thing—and just had some fun with it. Did a bit of a sit-down talk with you know why I left the business and what the future plans were. And that video just went gangbusters. You know, we went from seventeen thousand subscribers; we're now at twenty-seven thousand in the past five weeks, right? So we have wow. almost doubled the channel. What I would say in the lifetime is overnight, pretty much. You know, like a month's time. Yeah. Um. The video got you know great viewership and that kind of thing, and then sort of you know that sort of energized us to go. Oh yeah, like. Let's keep this momentum up. Let's do the weekly uploads. Let's give the people content, you know, not just four-wheel driving stuff. You know, we, we filmed a Cadillac lowrider recently. We did the weekend at, um, with BJR Supercars at, at Sandown. We've done we've done some cool shit because not everything is four-wheel driving, you know. Yeah. There's such a big crossover where, yeah, sweet, you four-wheel drive, but you've probably also got a, like a, a hotted up Falcon in the, in the garage as well, you know what I mean, or you're probably dreaming of getting a Sylvia to go drifting as well as your four-wheel drive. So I don't really want to just pigeon... Pigeonhole myself, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to sort of go out, branch yeah. out. I've got to ask the this. supercar stuff.
0: Yeah. So, with Jaden? Did he approach you at Spares Box, or did or did you hook I, him up? Like so how was, did all that
1: How did that deal happen? Because the automotive industry is just this big incestial. Yeah, clusterfuck of branding and like people know him who works here who works there who sponsored him and then you know <laughs> yeah. like some fucking guys his uncle or something so <laughs> uh, like everyone knows everyone it's just, it's just crazy so yeah it's crazy and if you if you're not in the full drive uh, in the automotive industry yeah. you don't probably understand it but um, Jaden's manager or maybe old manager now I don't I don't I'm not hundred percent sure Martin yeah um he was working at <sighs> I'm gonna say Premier Auto Trade. Yeah, um, I think at the time, who was a supplier of spare parts, so quite mm. a big quite a big supplier, uh, quite a big account there. Um, and he sort of said, hey, you guys want to break into this supercar area or I manage a driver called Jaden, blah, 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 Super 2, it's quite a young gun, a uh, young daddy Rick and fucking, yeah, you know, yeah, sold the dream.
0: Martin knows how to chat it up, doesn't I'll he? I tell you what, he could,
1: <laughs> he could chat the ears off anything. It doesn't even have to be living. He'll do it. Um, and, he, yeah, you know what, it worked because suddenly Juice is sponsored by Spare's Box and, you know, we're doing some content with him and stuff. And that was sort of the the – my intro to Juice as well, um, and that was probably four years ago now. And, and with you know, he was Super Twos, and that was even when he was doing Formula Four and Formula Ford still. Yeah, um, he was doing all that sort of stuff, the open wheel racing, and then yeah, um, yeah got into the Super Twos, and now he's doing some wild car supercar stuff. And yeah, he's he, he's a busy man too. old Juice.
0: Yeah, he was he was actually quite shy before he met you because he's he approached like people that I know for sponsorship yeah. as well, and he I think you. Being together yeah. actually helped him with his supercar career as it did as it is now.
1: Yeah, right. Hopefully, hopefully, it, you know, helped him because he's you know a great presenter as well and such a, such a nice guy and you know a funny guy too, which is you don't often see in in sporting stars where they've got the personality to back up the talent they have. So um, you know, it was quite a unique opportunity where he was actually like quite funny and stuff. I did a hot lap with him and that kind of thing, and he's let me grab gears down the down yeah, the main street right. of S in this supercar, which is uh, one of the sickest experiences. I've ever had um, you know so it was just it was so cool he was such a nice guy and um, yeah you know love doing the content with him and stuff and then caught up with him at Sandown recently he was hanging out in the in the pits lurking like a bit of a predator so <laughs> I was like bumped into him and you know we just had a chat and stuff about what we were doing and you know he's, he's always been around and will always be around I think until he gets his, his time in the light.
0: What do you think of like the supercars you being on drive days and stuff like that. Yep. What do you think about those athletes? Some so some people who are not motorsport fans think race drivers just hop in a car and away you go, and it's yeah. easy peasy. From that being in a ride day and obviously helping drivers yep. get sponsorship. What do you think of the whole yeah. supercar driver
1: athlete thing? It's it's interesting. People think you know full driving's not a sport. People think motorsports not not a sport and that kind of thing, and that you don't have to be an athlete. You know, oh, it's just a fucking engine. Like anyone could jump in, but the training and the the like. I think the, the most baffling thing for me is the reaction times that these guys have is just not human. Mm. It's just not the the split second decisions that these guys are making, whether it's adjusting the front and rear roll bars, grabbing a different gear, you know, you're trying to avoid a fucking crash. You're trying to nail your braking market to within 30 centimeters on the track. When you're coming into a corner at 200 Ks an hour, mm. you know, like it, there's so much data going into this driver's head at any one time on a racetrack. Then on top of that all, you got to remember to breathe. You, you know, you can't be holding your breath. You've yeah. got an engineer in your ear going, oh, you were, you know, you were two-tenths down the last lap or something. You can make it up in corner four. got to process all this data while still trying to fucking grab gears and, you know, get, jump on the brakes and you're, you're doing heel-toes and all this sort of stuff. Like, it, it's insane. And the, and the thing is, like, you listen to Hamilton and stuff on Graham Norton and, and that sort of thing where he starts starts a race and finishes at seven kilos lighter from just sweat and, you know, exhausting and and just losing all the fluids and stuff. Like, it's so physical. And my most recent hot lap was with Macaulay Jones in in his supercar Hmm. um, at Sandown. And coming into the first corner at Sandown, I'm thinking about breaking four seconds I reckon <laughs> before he is and he is still flat foot into this corner and I'm like I'd stop here, I'd stop here, I'd, I'd stop here and, like, and he's just into it and then jumps on the brakes and somehow makes it happen. So it's not even necessarily, you know, sometimes obviously talent's a big thing but like the size of this bloke's balls, like he'd need a wheelbarrow, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I don't know how you can comfortably launch this half a million dollar supercar into a corner where you've got a concrete barrier staring back at you. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a total faith in your mechanics, total faith in the team, total faith in the car that it's going to be able to do this. And it's breaking that, I guess, or, or even just locking in that sort of mind-muscle-mechanical connection where you're just thinking as one unit is mm-hmm. just phenomenal to yeah, be honest. I watched honest.
2: Dan do this and I'm like, I want to get in the car one time. I said to him, cause I just want to feel like, cause you know, what, when you're in a car, like in any, we've all felt on highways and that, like, um, it's going into that <laughs> corner. I say, t- I say to Dan, I don't, I've never done that. No. Um, but I say it's what well, I want to feel like when you're in the car with these guys, what is it like? Like you've experienced in those hot laps. Yeah. Like, going in that hard to a corner. Yeah. That's what I'm like, Oh, I wonder what that's like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. And like I, I mean, supercars obviously like. I, obviously uh, yeah, like these lateral G-forces and stuff. Like the supercar guys are just – it's weird. Like the car doesn't turn from the front like a road car. It feels like it's turning from the centre of its axis. And it's sort of the whole thing is moving through the corner so much more, um, you know, just uniform than, than what a road car does. It's just the balance of these things is, is phenomenal, mm. um, you know. And the way they just turn a corner – So well, so grippy, no body roll. It's just flat and just Mm. jump straight back on the gas and just get after it again and do that lap and corner after corner. It's just yeah it makes me it makes me double double guess like why am i the forward driving like why do i do this like the <laughs> amount of money that that car has taken i could have had one hell of a hell of a track car you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um and been out there and show juice how to drive but um, <laughs> i only tease him because he's the only one i can but um, yeah it, it's um it's something else that's for sure
0: yeah so for you you were saying you haven't like really expend any money on a race car and whatnot. Would you would you ever consider doing any state racing in the future just for fun? Like, or have yeah, you never really I, thought about I'd doing that? I'd
1: love to, um, to be honest. Like, I, I love, uh, I actually built an old Celica, like an RA40 and 18RG swapped it and I did all this stuff um, with my mate James and the guys um, back at the end of last year and did a couple of track days with it and loved it. You mm-hmm. know, like there's something so like raw and exhilarating about uh, driving a car, at its limit, with it being an old Celica, that limit was pretty freaking slow, but still at the limit of the car, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just it's just so nice and fun and, and the community around track nights and racing is, is, I think, quite a genuine one. And I think mm-hmm. the four-wheel drive industry is pretty good with its – with its community and culture, but it can be a little bit toxic at times. Whereas I think the streetcar world or the race car world is a little bit more sort of all inclusive and that kind of thing, which is quite a nice quite a nice part why, of
0: it. Why is the full drive scene a bit toxic? Can you explain it's,
1: that? It's an interesting one. I probably won't make any friends uh, while I talk about this either. But I don't know, it's just it's just weird, you know. There's there's a couple of different demographics. I think the older the older demo hate the younger demo, the younger demo hate yeah. the older demo. Um Generation gaps. Generation yeah. gaps is, you know, I, the independent front suspension guys hate the solid axle front suspension guys. There's the petrol guys hate the diesel guys. You know, it just, it's just just stuff like that where it's like, why can't we just all be friends? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why can't we just all get along and – um you know, I did a review recently on the new Ranger Raptor, um, which is coming out or is about to hit the hit the yeah
0: hit the showroom. That's so, when I first contacted you. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> that, that thing was just hot, right? That yeah. was just wild. And then um and that was like, you know, petrol independent front suspension, can't really tow that much. It's pretty freaking useless as a Ute, but my God, is it sit? You know, and like it looks sexy as well. Zero to hundred in six seconds, sexy, wide, just a staunch thing. Yeah. Um but people are still picking it apart. They're like, oh, it's not a real four-wheel drive. It's not diesel. You yeah, know? yeah like, right. Like, oh, I can't tow three tonne. Well, what am I going to do with my caravan and sort of thing? It's like, you get, you know, like people that can't quite appreciate a build for, you know, what it is, you know, the engineering into it. Even the most recent YouTube episode which went up last night when we posted this was a, a, a Suss with Sam Ep 6 where we went over the camera crew's car, which is like a quite wildly modified Hilux. And, again, people – this car is way – Unachievable to most of the people that are commenting might I add. But yeah. these people will still relentlessly pick it apart uh, you know and talk talk shit about these cars behind behind a keyboard and, and but the things they'll even come up and say to your face, they just go, But why can't you just sort of appreciate the car for the engineering marvel that it is? You know, the yeah. fact that it runs and drives as well as it does, even though it's so extensively modified, that 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 in itself is a marvel. So
0: Do they come up to you at Full Wheel Drive shows and say that to you? Like they, to your face, they,
1: not often. They'll, yeah. they'll, there's a little bit of tongue in cheek at the four-wheel drive shows and, you know, people asking about oh this and that or, you know, oh, don't you know how to drive, like how would you get that dead or that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there's some people that will just flat out try to avoid you at, at four-wheel drive shows and that kind of thing. And there's a couple of, you know, big YouTubers that, uh, you know, like don't play too nicely with other YouTubers and that kind of thing in the scene. And yeah. it's just like a sort of strange volatile world, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, like I've started using the hashtag like um, uh, "creators support creators," and I yeah. think that's how it should be, right? Hundred percent. I think you know, other podcasts should support podcasts. There's so much. There's so much. Um, you know, space in people's intellect to be able to digest content. Mm. They are constantly wanting more. They want it for free. They want it delivered to their phone, and they want it every week. They're wanting new stuff, different people, versatile, you know, unique content. So people can. You can afford to support your yeah. friends. It's not a, it's not a freaking war. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not trying to poach. You know. On yeah. the couch with Hawley from anyone, yeah. you know what I mean by like being here. Although well, no, if, the next if week's, anyone next- wants to sponsor a podcast segment, we can do on the couch with Sam. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, like creators support creators, like why can't we all just be friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and there's all the young all the young creators now are supporting each other and there's lots of collabs going on and Yeah, um, I was gonna you know, say and, the and collabs. Yeah, yeah, you know, cross promotion and people appearing on other people's channels and using each other for cloud and that kind of thing and growing yeah. together. Yeah. Because there's enough. You know, there's enough space in the world. There's seven billion or however many freaking people yeah. there are. Yeah. If you think you're gonna, you want every one of those people to only be subscribed to your channel, it is a sad way to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Share the love. Share yeah, the love. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want Beryl and Shane from, you know, that are 80 years old are about to do their first lap of Australia with their three ton van. Like they're probably not going to subscribe to my channel. That's fine. But <laughs> yeah. if they want to subscribe to my mates' channel, I'll help them get there. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm yeah, not yeah. just going to shun them. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting world we live in.
0: Yeah. What What did you think though? Because I've seen pictures and videos of you, like with fans and stuff from the influencer. You said you were just like, you know, the barista at the start. Yeah. Obviously, years on now, you're getting like fans with photos yeah. as an influencer. What was that like as a thing? Like, do we just like, holy shit, people want photos? of I will
1: never get used to it. I will never get used to it. I think the day you do is is probably the day you you you're maybe in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um. It's mind blowing the reach that someone like me has who is just so uneducated, you know what I mean? Like I am nothing special. I'm just a a bloke that loves content, loves full driving, loves cars and loves people and and just puts it out there on the internet. And there's so many people that are the same as me but don't have the opportunities or the the influence that I do, which is sad to see. But it's it's baffling that there's the support out there for people that are you know, that, that love the stuff that I do and, and it's, it's humbling and, and people always say to me, like, do you ever get sick of people coming up and, you know, asking for photos and, like, I've signed some weird things in my time. You know what I mean? Like people pull Sharpies out of anywhere and ask me to sign things. Oh, what's the
2: weirdest thing? I've
1: signed signed body parts. I've signed fuel caps of cars. Like (laughs) this bloke's obviously just pulled his fuel cap off his patrol and brought it into the show for signatures. (laughs) Um, And then he's going to go and refit it, you know, like sun visors, dashboards, everything. Oh, wow! Holy crap. It's like there's no shortage of things that people will want signed. And people ask, you know, do you get sick of it? Like people are wanting photos. Like I've had you know, bikes try to take photos in like the pub bathroom and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, can we at least go outside? You know, but <laughs> without without these people, without these people, like you know, I've got no job. I've yeah. got nothing. You know what I mean? So you've always got to make time for for your fans and, and the people that have helped you get to where you are. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I've always I've always got time, but it is strange, you know. Like you'll just be out, you know, the other day. Like I was just walking with my friend down about moral, walking the dogs, and like. Bloke comes over with his misses and he's like just starts chanting, like, oh Sam, like love the car, blah, blah, blah. And like this is like little lower North Shore Balmoral, right? This yeah. is like couldn't it be less four wheel if we tried. <laughs> and this guy spots me from fucking across the wharf and like runs over and says g'day. So you never know where. So you sort of always gotta have your you know, your happy face on and, and try and always be in a you know good mood. And some people some people have called me out and like, Oh, this guy's a you know, a bit of a flog. Yeah, I've yeah. met him before and go, fuck. You must have got me on a bad day, mate, because, like, <laughs> I try to be as friendly as I can to everyone. Like, you know, like, send me your bloody – send me your payment details. I'll flick your nine bucks for a scooter on me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I try to change – got to remember, though, you're human. Like, yeah. you know, we all have our days when
2: you're out and you're just trying to, you know, yeah. Yeah. decompress or deal with whatever's going on. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, it was like I've, I've been in my rooftop tent before on, on Redhead Beach. Like, this is why you could still camp there. I've had, like – I saw someone, like, driving up. I was like, fuck, I'll zip the tent up real quick. Yeah. Like, pretend I was still asleep. And then he, like, pulled up and, like, started chatting to my mate who was already up and out of of his swag. And he was, like, just here. He like, oh, could you wake Sam up for a photo? And, like, that was, like, that's probably my limit. I was, like, when you're asking me to go, like, oh, he's up there in his jocks, could you just go and wake him up and, like, get him down here for a photo? That's probably my limit. But, you know, like, if I was up out of bed, absolutely. Come and throw a camera in my face. I don't really care. But, Yeah. yeah, it's, like, you know, it's just funny. You get funny stories like that and stuff and fuck up, you know. I'm a people person. I love people. Any, yeah. any walk of life, any socioeconomic, any, you know, any any creed. I don't I don't care. I love people. So yeah, probably a pretty good job for me, I guess, or a good industry to be in, really.
0: Yeah. I gotta ask back to the driving what you just said there yeah. with the driving solutions. As me being a Formula Ford open wheeler guy, yeah. Why doesn't James do any open wheeler? Racing or yeah. like testing around there is it? Is it just because of low numbers or is it? I'm not
1: 100 see- sure. I mean, I'm sure it's probably got something to do with um, just I, I guess accessibility for people. Yeah, you know, like, I guess from a business perspective, it's sort of like why would you have 12 open wheelers on the track when you could have 40 cashed up races? You know, with like GT cars or or you know registered Porsche yeah. race cars and that sort of thing. um I also feel like there's probably something to do with insurances in there as well, and the same reason why he doesn't do anything to do with motorbikes. Yeah, um, so okay. There's no motorbike track stuff, even though he could. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably, I'm sure, like for an open wheeler's type type uh, insurance yeah. situation for the track hire and that kind of thing is probably a bit different in his uh, and stuff like that. I, I don't really know. I, I try to avoid any sort of, spicy business chats or yeah, like anything to yeah, do yeah, with yeah. insurances. I'm like, nah, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm <laughs> just here to teach people how to full drive. But drive through that bog hole there. <laughs> okay, no, that's me.
0: Yeah. So you were saying obviously you're into the massive – the car scene and obviously motorsports and stuff. Yep. Is there any like – motorsports that you love to watch? Is it Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar, F- WEC? F1 a- has
1: got my heart so, so strongly at the moment. Um, it think, wasn't
0: through Drive to Survive, was it?
1: No, I was a fan before that, but fuck did that help. Yeah. That yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. You know Because okay. I, you know, I love I love a bit of drama. Who doesn't? You know, it's like if you had blended home and away and motorsport together, you sort of get Drive to Survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> the other thing I love is like MotoGP. I'm like a big into my motorbikes. Um, love riding. But like, you know, super like pretty much anything, I don't discriminate. But it's sort of those big three, supercars, F1, MotoGP are, are where, where it's at and I watch a little bit of drifting here and there and stuff and I've got a couple of mates that do that quite competitively. <coughs> um, yeah, that, that's probably the big three, I think. I'm, I'm not a massive, I don't know, like it's, it's weird. People always ask me like, oh, what do I watch on YouTube and like online or on TV? I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a massive YouTube guy. I'm not a massive TV guy, you know, like... I don't I don't have time. I'm either I'm hmm. writing articles, I'm walking the dog, I'm hanging with friends, or I'm I'm filming for the channel and that's sort of it. And then when I get home after filming for YouTube and you know, the night before I might have spent, you know, four hours on YouTube uploading and, and trying to engage with comments and stuff. The last thing I want to do is come home and watch YouTube. Yeah. Um so like I, I'm so behind. On so many of my friends' channels, it's it's embarrassing. So like sometimes <laughs> I'll go through and spend like a, I'll like do like a six hour binge and catch up on all their videos. But uh, for the most part, like I'm just not a, I'm not a huge, yeah. huge vegger.
0: Yeah, you, I've got to ask about your YouTube channel. As you were saying, then when you were doing the Sam's, what's the Sam's. Sam? Sus with yeah. Sam. That's it. I'm a bit. No, no, Suss that's all right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, Suss, it's, it's a hard one too. People are like, oh, Sassman Sam, Sassman Sam. Like, Who's Sam? I'm Sam. Like, <laughs> um, what's the most interesting car and character you've met through the show? Like, have you had any ones, Is there been any particular show that stuck out? Like we could go to it if we wanted to on, on
1: yeah, the Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest one, probably the biggest character I think was the first, there's, there's probably two that, two that come to mind the first would be the first ever one we did which was with tony crook who's the marketing manager at gme Mm. gme like an aussie-based um uhf you know tele telecommunications business they do radios aerials um personal locator beacons and epurbs that sort of thing yeah um and they they jumped on and they were sort of my first ever proper sponsor and they they helped fund the show and get it off the ground yeah um and he's just the funniest guy. You know, like marketing guys are often either a bit standoffish or just sort of awkward and he's none of the two. He's just the funniest everyday Aussie dude with the best sense of humour. Get along with him so well. Uh, he's got an 80s series as well, which helps, you know, there's yeah. a little bit of bias there. Um, and he was, just, he was just so fun to film with and got the humour and understood what we were trying to do and saw the vision. Mm. And then the second guy was I think episode – maybe three, which Mm. was a Hummer, this big green Hummer we filmed, which was just so extensively modified. And the owner, I thought originally his name was Dean. It's like, ah, he's a bit older. Like I was like, this might not, this might actually like the, the, I guess like the the chemistry might not Mm. be there. This, he might just not get my humour. You know, I'm a bit young and larrikinny and that sort of thing. But he just surprised me completely. He got it. He recently had a dance off in the middle of the episode. Like, you know, it's just like people didn't seem to love the Hummer that much, I think, because they're just a little bit off Hummers. Like, the Aussie full drive scene is like, if it's not a Toyota or a Nissan, they don't want to know about it. Yeah. Um, so the episode didn't do as well as what I was expecting it to. But the, the you know the laughter and the stories he told and you know how he just got amongst it was so so refreshing you know he was definitely one of the, one of my favorite characters
0: yeah so for yourself where do you see yourself in like five years and that's a bit of a like a like a normal question here yeah, but like where yeah. do you see yourself do you see yourself eventually being the whole youtube thing and actually making money yeah or do you that see yourself nice. going back to a full-time job
1: look i Oh, i I would love to say my full my full-time you know working for someone career is over mm. I'd love to say that but I guess you you can't really. No, just yet I think was, I've only been doing it for sort of six weeks this full-time YouTube thing and haven't earned a dollar yet so yeah. it's an interesting world I don't monetize the channel because you know I, I like to push boundaries I like to use songs and mm. that you know if you monetize the channel you sort of lose a bit of freedom so I don't monetize the channel so that I can have fun with it so that I can create fun content and, and that's probably something that people should know but are you making um, any
0: money off it though properly yet or just or is it because really. it's, it's not monetized? Yeah, it's not
1: monetized. The- and there's no ad revenue or anything like that coming in or no no you know cash per view or anything like that. Mm. Um I think the way the money would come in is through sponsorships and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um but what uh 5 years it's a loaded question. Look I mean the dream for me is yeah to do YouTube full time. Yeah. Do do this every week get to a point where we're a couple of months ahead in videos. We've got brands approaching us. They're just super keen to work with us um, and that kind of thing and just be thriving, 100,000 subscribers and, you know, and, and just living the dream, right, travelling yeah. and that sort of thing and, uh, and that kind of thing. In Five years' time, you know, would be nice to be married. Maybe yeah. thinking about, you know, having a house <laughs> and kids and that sort of thing, I yeah. suppose. But um, either that or, like, on the complete opposite side, like, I love presenting but I also love network television. So the sort of, I guess, background dream for me and, and sort of thing or the driving force is using YouTube as a platform to then try and break into network television and maybe try and get a gig doing something, you know, probably not getaway because that's <laughs> probably a little bit not quite my like demo yeah. but, yeah. you know, like the living room, for example, where they cut to Miguel doing the cooking and they cut to Chris Brown yeah. doing the, you know, the lifestyle stuff and, or whatever. Cut to Sam and do the adventure stuff, you know. Like, this yeah. is where you can take your kids, blend Sydney Weekender with the show, like the lifestyle or the project or something. Cause I don't know, I like to think I'm like a pretty funny dude. So, oh, I know, definitely hopefully, think you're in that. Hope- I said to Dan, yeah. I watch this
2: stuff. I'm like, I can see him on like Channel 710. You know? yeah,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. just having fun, bouncing yeah. off the other presenters and that kind of thing. But then, you know, go, going during the week and going and filming a segment on what's where to take your kids next weekend or yeah. you got the holidays, like, what's your grand plan for the next holidays? Like, will take you on the trip that you can do and run you through it and give you all that sort of info. So that would be the other dream, you know, there's that sort of glamorous television vibe, you know, which I sort of in the back of my head love, I think. So I don't know, YouTube might be a stepping stone, but it also might eventuate that it's just so much more than that, Mm. Um, you know, and at the moment I'm treating it like so much more than that. I've got all my eggs in one basket. I've got nothing else. There's no plan B, right? (laughs) I'm I'm writing a few articles here and there for people like Unsealed 4x4 and Pat Callender and that sort of thing, which is fine, but – that's not what I want to be doing forever. You know, yeah. I, I'm not a written journalist and I don't want to be that forever. You know, yeah, video, video is the passion and, and presenting and that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah. Well, to wrap up this podcast, we've been on here for quite a long time. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been gone gr- quick. I know wow. it's been, it's been gone very fast. Yeah. But uh, Yeah. To wrap up this podcast, Sammy, I have, I don't know if you've listened to a few other episodes. I've got a few quiz shows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, change them up every now and then. Yeah,
1: Okay. Hit me. Yeah. All
0: right. This one's, this one is called the fast fire. It comes back and forth on this podcast Okay. Okay. I'm Brooke, terrified. Can, can you explain it, Brooke? I'll get Brooke to
1: introduce this one. Well, we're gonna, yeah. Well, Brooke, so please it, we, know that I'm terrified.
2: <laughs> uh, I would be. It's trivia, uh, so I'm glad I'm just sitting in the back here hiding. Yeah. Um It's uh, you need to get four out of five for oh, a good prize, or you get something from under Dan's desk. Oh no!
0: Yes, yes. You either yeah, get no. a good, good prize or a shit prize. Oh no! A yeah, <laughs> shit prizes. That, that's
1: the, that's the <laughs> thing with the rash. I don't want to know about. under <laughs> that desk? Oh, my God There knows. is something
2: under there. I'm pretty sure could cause a rash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, amen. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> was like, it's like the beer smells extra weird
0: today, right. but no, so nah, it's just damn. This is where, YouTube, this is where YouTube content should come <laughs> in. They, they, can, they can film the Fast Five purely for this. Yeah, it, that's right. This that's is right. a quiz show, this part. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the I'm hoping they're ready. Are you guys ready for the- Oh, sweet. Okay. That's crazy. sweet as. Everyone's
1: right. a bit scared. Everyone's on edge.
0: All right. Question number one. Oh, God. I hope you know your car questions and, <laughs> your, food, and your food chains.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> food chains. If it's fast food, I know. That's about it. All, All right. right. <laughs> we'll be right. Okay, <laughs> here we go.
0: All right. How many gold stars has Viet Supercars Hall of Famer John Bow won?
1: Oh, my God. I've got no idea. Got to <laughs> just a go, uh, gold star.
0: Just uh, stab at something. Four or well, two.
2: That wasn't a bad guess. That wasn't
0: a bad, <laughs> guess, was gonna go, a bad guess. I was going to go like 12 just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Okay. All right. The first ever F1 winner ever.
1: <laughs> oh, my days. Okay. I'm thinking car history here. I'm yes. thinking. Even if you can get. Like
0: nine oh if you even if you can get where it was and oh. first started, I will give you half a question. What do you reckon? Okay. Yep.
1: Um oh my god, I just don't know. This is so embarrassing. I'm gonna get ridiculed. Okay, I'm gonna go nineteen uh nineteen twenties. Oh
0: no, it was it was Nino Farina Silverstone 1950. That was the Fishy, first. Okay. That was the first ever official winner in Formula One. Right.
1: Okay. I guess 1920s was pretty much still horse cart Model T territory. So <laughs> probably not quite. Probably not quite <laughs> Formula One. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that's okay. But, Ask me about the first 80 series or something. Next. Oh no! He's got a four
0: the cool thing about back then in Formula 1 back then in 1950, they were literally just gentlemen drivers in Formula 1. That's right. Yeah. And,
1: and there was I feel like there was like no helmets. You sort of like your safety gear was like you pull yeah. on your leather driving gloves and your goggles and just go cut some laps of, yeah. you know, yeah, Silverstone and have a crack. Yeah, yeah Silverstone
0: at a horse at a at a air airbase. Yeah. Anyway, Wild. you you might be able to get this one. When was the first ever
1: four-wheel drive built? Ooh, and what was geez. it called? <laughs> and what what year? Ah. Oh, was it the- Oh, it's going to be something obscure. These
0: and it was actually what you were saying before about the other question. It's down that track, down that track, down down way, way, way before F one was ever invented. Yeah,
1: I feel like it. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, was it a jeep of some sort? But I don't. I think it's a jeep. Yeah, I'm never going to guess it. I'll give you like maybe the 19. I'm going to go maybe the 19. I'm going to go 1930s. But, oh no! No, Jesus, <laughs> damn, You're ruining it. Where did you
2: find these questions?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to get The thing was, I was getting a bit of feedback saying that yeah. I need to make these these questions more harder. Well, you because, nailed because that. Because I was giving yeah. it, because <laughs> because <laughs> it. I, I, because I went from going like really like oh you know they might get this and then I had. Woodsy the other way the other yeah. week come on and I literally put on hard questions and Brooke was like oh no nah. no, no he
1: was it, just good he, yeah. he just yeah. he knew this one Craig of those people was just just dominated. if I'd stuck with nursing I would have been even worse imagine that that'd be, that'd
0: be terrible.
1: how do you
2: resuscitate someone yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly how do you
1: change a bed pad well Brooke funny should ask
0: <laughs> um, but yeah the first ever full drive built according to the internet was in nineteen oh two and was a spiker sixty horsepower that's what it was called.
1: You know what? That's got more power than just about every patrol out there. So that's not bad for 1902. <laughs> uh, fast forward 100 years, people will be loving 60 horsepower out of a GQ patrol. So that's that's pretty good.
0: If you can find like, if you can, you know what? That could actually be good content for your channel, like a historical the way four-wheel drives have been invented. You I'd love do some to weird, s- You I'd could do some weird shit. Yeah. yeah,
1: that'd be, yeah, interesting.
0: And I could come on your channel one day and maybe
1: fucking you can quiz me and shit. Yeah, I want to embarrass you. <laughs> when was the first ever supercar race? Where was it? What temperature was it? What was the humidity? <laughs>
2: You'll need to go to that
3: detail
0: for this. <laughs> the next one should be a reasonably easy question. Oh, God. What fast food chain from the US USA just announced that they're coming to Australia? Oh. It was just in the news recently. Really? Okay. I didn't
1: even know this. Taco Bell's already here. Yep. Um. Oh, my God. Camera crew. Give me some. You, got you, bloody, you You
0: know what? You can phone a friend here. Blink in this one.
1: Twice if you know it. <laughs> you can phone a friend.
0: Phone a friend. You oh can god. phone a friend.
1: No one knows anything. Oh my god, this is terrible. Oh no. Fast <laughs> food. Okay, all right. Just um, have a stab.
0: There's okay, okay. I'll, I'll name like I'll name a few. Yeah, give me like s- give me
1: like the uh, multiple choice. Okay. okay. So there's five guys. Yeah.
0: Oh. There's Chick-fil-A. Okay. Wendy's. Okay. And then there's um Oh that's actually hang away.
2: there's a lot of stress
0: Burger King <laughs> okay and uh I can't remember the other chicken place Is it? anyway let's In just go with that. Let's just go with those ones cuz that's that's a few <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. I
1: don't think oh far out out of those I'm going to go. guess
0: Chick-fil-A <sighs> Wrong. It was Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's what Burg- even is Wendy's? Wendy's burger.
1: So you- who is Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> someone
0: knows Wendy's burger Wendy chain has just come to Australia. Not getting confused, which is what they've said in the news. Not to get confused with our Wendy's, which is the pink one, and it's like the uh, ice cream Wendy's milkshakes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when well, okay. a kid, is there but, red and white
2: or something? There's there, is red and white. Oh, it correct. Is too,
0: uh, and it's yeah, got the right. girl. It's got the girl on it. And yeah, uh, yeah.
1: yeah okay, and, so, and their yep.
0: burgers that are apparently different to everyone else are just square. And that's the way that they promote <laughs> themselves with a thick shake. Oh, that's man. the only difference between is that I as them. I will as never understand. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
1: I might, I might be doing hot wheat picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm say <laughs> 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 that? A square burger.
0: American marketing, I will never understand. <laughs> yeah, is,
1: is that at that point just a hot sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, what is? <laughs> Honestly, Americans, please Maybe stop. I've gone
0: too deep with these questions. But I've gone too hard with the questions. <laughs> the next, the next just one. Just quietly. Well, next I next one feel you... like
1: a fuckhead sitting here. Like, I've got no idea what anything <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> That's
0: right. To be honest, oh, before I go with these questions, I would look like a fuckhead too. To be honest. Uh, I would have been way uh, out of range. I love that. All right,
1: the last uh, one. I want to show another uh, one. Uh, the last
0: one's actually going to be too It's uh, going to be I oh, know, but I've actually got other questions as well, To just just to make up okay. other shit. Okay, perfect. All right. So, what year was beer founded? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and what country for? over <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <For
2: being dead. laughs> really yeah. you know what Do you year eat?
0: was beer founded? And it was okay.
1: a long, long yeah. time ago. Like a like,
0: long time
1: ago. Are we talking eighteen hundreds. We're talking earlier. I feel like earlier. Like. like like Oh, my day. I yeah, guess, like, like, what? Do you reckon Jesus Christ was sipping on a beer on the cross? Probably, actually, That's yeah. Like this is what apparently
0: says to Wikipedia. That <laughs> that really? That Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus would have been around then getting pissed. On the third day, he rose and went to the pub. Fuck me. I've got no idea. We're I don't about, know, we're about, we're about okay. to get a lot of hate
1: comments. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I promise I'm a good Catholic kid. Uh, I've got no idea. I do know that Willie the Bateman is delicious and in front of me, but I don't yeah, know when well, it was founded or anything Well, about. he
0: would have loved those beers because it was created in apparently or founded in 17,000 BCE by the Chinese. The Chinese founded Stop beer. Stop it. No. Yep, 100%. You're That's what joking. It, apparently, to Wikipedia, this is what I had an argument with Woodsy the other day, though. He's <laughs> his, okay, he will never let up on this and he's going to have a mad rant when he gets, yeah. when his oh, episode comes out, right? So, for you as a bonus question, when was the Penrith Panthers founded? Oh my God! Do you know that one? No, God he no! Knew this, but really?
2: He—that's
0: he, 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 mostly because he was him? one
2: off.
0: He yeah. was one off. So, but there's a bit of confusion here, right? So he—he—I he, he, he was I'm he have he another was, beer.
1: Was, this is too much. He was this is too bloody stressful. <laughs> 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 I don't have any more questions there. I'm gonna fucking, we're gonna need more beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was YouTubing the shit, or oh, not YouTube. And He was Googling this, right? And it was true because on their jersey it says sixty-seven, right? But in Wikipedia, Wikipedia just makes up any shit, which is true. They yeah, do change it's true. true.
1: Maybe Woodsy edited his own Wikipedia page. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon Jay, that's what he to like rig the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, he was mad. He was. He was gonna,
1: you know, after this, I'm going to log in and change beer to like 1904. <laughs> right? Just post federation founded by Sam Young four by four. That's what the, the first sentence will be like. Oh yeah, that checks out. And then some other fuckhead on another show is going to go. Ah oh, yeah, beer was founded by Sam Young in 1904, just after federation. My <laughs> but, master plan will work. He, he had a bit of a go.
0: It was, uh, Penrith Panthers were founded in 66, but they played in 67,
1: 1967. Oh, so that's uh, like a technicality. Yeah,
0: it's a bit of a technicality. Classic. All right, uh, so. So what's the, what's
1: the prize? Oh, oh, the oh, pri- no, oh it's yes, the rash, is I knew it's it. the rash. Oh, Actually, okay, you know what? I'm going to
0: save that prize for oh. a few more questions oh, so after, scared. but right. I'm going to keep you... I'm going to keep the anticipation up here. I'm going to keep the it going. Suspense, I the suspense. The suspension. It. You know, the suspend. I said suspension. Suspension. Coilovers, right. coil overs, shocks,
1: springs. What <laughs> do you want to talk about? <laughs>
0: All right. This is this next segment. And you're, you're the first person to ever get your own little segment. Because I just thought, fuck it. You're not a race car driver. Let's I know just, nothing. Let's just get to know Sam a bit you more. You know
1: What? the hoolie asked me just like a few days ago he's like oh do you have a race helmet you could bring to the show <laughs> i said fuck mate like why why would i have a race helmet to bring on this show you know what i mean like i was like i can bring my motorbike helmet that's what sort of i mean i was like i've got like a perspex print out of my car before i ruined it do you want that mate? I
0: was like, damn boy but anyway, i'm anyway, not anyway. even
1: surprised uh, 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 brooks just like was like, just like oh, yeah so well, she
0: used to deal me? living with me even yeah.
1: tell me you did that. <laughs> Damn like Sam. That was going to be a secret. Brooke shouldn't have known.
0: <laughs> so this one's called Getting to Know Sam. All now, right. your viewers will definitely like this one. All right. It's
2: okay, you has got to say the first thing that
0: comes in. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. No thinking. First crush at school. What was the name of the girl or guy slash gender? We're just being just oh my God. a bit of hate. It might have been a teacher. Been, yeah, a, yeah. I think it was Miss Ridley. Damn. Year five. Year five. Yeah. I, yeah, think,
1: right. I think it was like, a, it was like, it was a weird, it was a weird complex situation going, but anyway, like her <laughs> yeah, rabbit died, we bought her a new rabbit and I was like, I don't know, it was like year five fell in love. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit and the
0: teacher thing. Came yeah. With, I, oh, I, I used to have a crush on Miss vegan at school. So that makes Feg, sense. big Fegs. Miss, Miss Fegan. That's interesting. She was, she was a blonde, you know. Classic. First time I'd ever found out about girls, you know. Yeah, I think thing. that's what it is. You know, it's yeah. like
1: year five, year six is when you start thinking a bit different and your wiring changes and I don't know. It's just you're a product of your environment. I think.
0: Yeah. The next question is: favorite or shitty? Most favorite shitty reality TV
1: show. Oh, Below Deck. Below Deck. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, it's oh. extra shit and extra good. It's like, have you, <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you know it, Hawley? <laughs> no, I don't. I've never. It's, I have a clue it's about is. like all these boaties, right? That like from all over, all walks of life, come onto this private cruise ship that gets chartered by all these real. You know, rich wankers. Yeah. Um. And there's just like all this drama. They all sleep with each other. It's chaos. No one gets along. Everyone hates the stewards. You know, the every the boss is a dickhead. It's just yeah. and they're chaos. they're stuck on, a boat. And and they're stuck on a boat. This is on. Uh, it might be Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, Netflix. It was
0: Netflix. I think
1: there's like three seasons. I think they progressively get worse. Like any any true season. But, uh, yeah. yeah we're right. a
0: deck. All right. Pet hate, and it can't be my questionnaire
3: because that <laughs> was fucking. <laughs> yeah. That was
1: fucking shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, pet hate. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, what's your pet
0: hate? Why do you think of yours? Brooke, what's your pet hate? We're Living with me at least. You know, getting After to know-
2: dinner, getting my tea and sitting down. I'll probably be eating, you know, dessert as well. But it's you getting your yoga out. Um, and Are the- you yoga, a yoga I'm a yoga It gets better, it gets better. And the one with the, like, uh, what is it? Like the M- M&M's. M&M's and then pouring it into it. And then sitting there and eating it so loudly and chewing like a wild hyena on crack.
1: A <laughs> wild hyena on crack. Can that's we just take a moment to imagine a wild <laughs> hyena on crack? It's like frothing at the mouth, mouth even more than usual.
2: Yeah, and that, that, that's what I'm sitting next to it. Like she literally, like, she literally
1: like shrivels up. That's how yeah. angry she
0: gets. Right. So back. That's why.
1: Okay. Fuck.
0: Okay. So well, so I'm your a, pet too. Like
1: mine is just people that can't park. I, that's just a pet hate. I was, you know, if you can't park, you shouldn't have a fucking license, just quietly. Yeah. There's a lot of fingers getting pointed at you, Dan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one. There's only one finger real I Everyone can drive real fast. fast. Yeah. I mean, if
1: it's like backing an open wheeler into a spot, I'm sure he's fine, but yeah. No, 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 it's, no like, it's actually reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just dump the open wheeler and get out. Yeah, true, fair. Uh, there's like people that can't park. My other pet hate is like, and this is like a universal, if you don't hate them as well, then there's something weird with you, but parking rangers. Oh,
2: oh yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like fuck them. Am I right? <laughs> you know, like today, and I like, shit you not today. I caught up with my mate Tommy at his cafe and I parked in a no parking zone because there's no freaking parks. A man needed a bacon egg roll, right? Yeah. And um and like within two seconds there's a bloke comes up and he's oh, who owns that blue car? Like there's a ranger walking up the street. I had to leave my bacon egg roll and go and whiz down the road like 500 metres away and try and park this thing. And yeah. he's just walking up and just ticketing everyone. Anyway, pet what, hate. Pet yeah. hate. I could go on for another five oh. hours about my hatred. but
0: All right. Well, This is a weird question, this one. <clears throat> Number four. This is, this is Brooke's idea. Brooke, what are you doing? We're Brooke. <laughs> what are you doing? She blamed me on the parking in the hyena. The yeah, she throw you under the bus. Oh, enjoy <laughs> this one, boys. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> what? body part would you like to add to yourself? Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my mind is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. all right. We're probably thinking on the same yeah, line. Yeah, I agree. I was like, let's just add a few inches to one particular one. No, I reckon, oh, shit, add one body part. Yeah. Right, I reckon... Like I kind of want to add maybe another arm, another arm. Yeah. What would you use for the arm? Not is it not well, that arm? Is it the, no, no like an actual third arm? I think a you know, like, third arm. Yeah. I mean, I was never had the I never had the nickname tripod, but that would be nice too. But, <laughs> no, I reckon a third like just straight out of my chest. Yeah. yeah like because like sometimes you like you know you got coffee and you're trying to hold your books and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like you want to you walk the dog as well. Third arm, boom! Grab yeah. the leash, homie. Yeah, off you go. Yeah, it would be convenient, like shopping and shit like that. Exactly, this way you're gonna have like you know a burger, this, and your center arm could be driving. Boom.
0: Mine was just an extra penis.
1: Oh, that would be nice too. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you'll probably get more on the news than my extra arm. To be fair, <laughs> There's definitely <laughs> probably more more content sites it, out there. We open two uh. third
0: arms here, so it doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're yeah. both thinking. I similar, love it.
0: But- yeah, and another one is, and this could go to your film crew as well. Uh-oh. Were you ever a WWF WWE fan as a kid? Oh yeah, big time. You were. Yeah, WWE. Because I'm a massive wrestling fan. Yeah, I, I fucking love well, it.
1: Mate. I, and it's making a resurgence now that um. Now that Jake Paul's getting into it, yeah, yeah. Logan Paul, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I used to love it. I, Triple H has taken over too. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Triple H. I reckon it was like maybe my favorite PlayStation Two game when I was, you know, in like primary school. You'd have like the great Carly, Ray Mysterio, John Cena, yeah. um, Triple H, Randy Orton. Like you know, dropping fucking RKO's out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, like that's that's sick. I'm, I miss that shit, and <laughs> I'm so happy it's coming back. You know, with like the influencers getting behind it and stuff. It's, this, it's sort of the same as like this all this like comedic influencer boxing where everyone's challenging everyone. It's sort yeah. of it's sort of great for the sport, isn't it?
0: Like, like yeah, they actually are the KSI. and those guys Yeah, are exactly. Boxing like KSI,
1: and- Logan Paul having a bout, and then yep. you know, Red, you know, all these all these other YouTubers and stuff. It's great. All the Sidemen get amongst it. Yeah,
0: and the next one is craziest bet you've ever made. Oh, bet. Bet. Like with a mate, have you ever done something really dumb and just gone fuck it? I'll bet you this. And they've actually done it. And fuck. Going, fuck. I'm down. I, I'm I down did have grand. like a
1: bet with my mate once. Bez is his name, mm. James. Uh, and I, we were at a pub, which I, I got a, I think I got an Uber to or a lift from, from a parent. Mm. And then um, he, he driven 20 minutes the opposite direction. I was 20 minutes away from where the pub was. So for like an hour from his house, pretty much. Yeah. And I said, I've, like this was like back when I was like, Oh, you won't do this. You like the old you would have done it. I got him with one of those. It's like, you won't drop me home after this spares. Like the old you would have. Yeah. And he actually did it. So he drove he drove another 20 minutes away from his house to drop me off here. Yeah. And then I drive an hour all the way home instead of just going straight home. Holy that was shit. probably the stupidest thing he's done and probably the best bet I got out of a mate. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> not really a massive betting man, but that was that was pretty good.
0: Now the next one is and you've got a lot of followers here, so they might like to know this one. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Ooh, mm. the worst date, or the weirdest? Actually, you know what? Dating app type of shit. It can be anything around the dating thing. Like, have you just gone like that's just weird date? Yeah, weirdest date or weirdest? Feels weird. like
2: your film crew knows one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weirdest, <laughs> why are you giving me those? eyes, you cheeky bastards? <laughs> <artist?
0: laughs> oh. Weirdest <laughs> interaction on Tinder or anything? Is there any any weird <gasps> shit? I don't know. There was like, I don't. know. There was like one. I'm trying to think. I don't want to ruin
1: anyone's life, you know. No, 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 you don't.
0: No, don't, don't. I don't have to say it. You can just. You can. There's. You can make the story a bit more different. You yeah.
1: Know I mean? Like there was like a, a person that wanted to, like, do. I. don't, I don't know. It was just like she, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was like homeless mm. and like living out of a van and stuff. And it was like always quite weird. But then it like, I think she just basically wanted a shower. Yeah. Right. And she was like. There was like a lot of pushing to like oh, like like you know, really like, you know, like, yeah no, I think she just wanted to like offload the van for a while so <laughs> I, was like, I was like I was like a couple of red flags you know what I mean I was like Fuck. Was, was this found on Tinder or another app. Oh, I can't even remember. It was a while ago. It was like a, it was like a long while ago. And it was like, suppress the memory into an hour. And now it's going kind to of fucking haunt me. But I think she just wanted a flat out shower. And it was like very quickly, it was like, nah, no, no uh, thanks. Well, sometimes a th-
0: it turns oh. into a therapy catch, doesn't yeah, it? Honestly,
1: yeah, honestly. I was like, have down
0: here. It'd be nice. Have a little <laughs> kip. All right. The next one is, what's the most boring sport in your opinion? Oh, cricket can get
2: fucked. Yeah, I won't get
1: in trouble for yeah, that I, I, cricket and golf. I will mate I will make some people very angry. Yeah. But cricket I just would I honestly I would rather pull every hair off my body with a set of tweezers <laughs> than watch a game of cricket. Twenty twenty I can bear because it is quick and like it's a four hour in-out ball. Let's go home and get drunk. Yeah. But people that will sit there for a five-day test match when at the end of the five days it can still be a tie. Like, I don't understand. How can you play a game for five days and then still be drawn at the end? I don't understand. Like, that's, probably, that's probably the worst sport out there, I think. And if you argue, then well, unsubscribe. Yeah. And then the next one
0: is because you are a – Social media influencer. Yeah. In one sentence, what would you sum up TikTok? Ooh, because it's it's fuck. It's like a it's literally like a brothel mix with a crack
1: house. Yeah, that's the it way is, it. and that's like that's where I want to live my life. You know, like a <laughs> brothel crack house. Um, I think okay, like there's like
0: like demons come out of that app. Like literally,
1: yeah. I open it, I just literally just post this podcast yeah, content. I don't know, <laughs> this is uh, the first like, the first one that comes to mind is like clusterfuck of disastrous trends yeah like that's the first one where you've got like half naked people like i'm saying people like there's dudes half naked dancing on these like doing whack shit yeah and the other one is like from like a business side of things i'm like game changing content digestion where the short form content world has just been lifted tenfold uh, by by TikTok, yeah. even though, you know, like Chinese probably know way more about me now than ever because i post all this stuff there and, you know, they've got a bug on my phone or whatever the hell. But, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, it's good, but it's also a terrible thing at the same time, you know. Like people are so addicted to it, but then so am I, oh. so I can't throw shade. Do,
0: do you ever go into like – I know you – you I do, especially myself. Like, Brooks, like, get off the couch. You've been in there for fucking two hours. I literally get – like warped into this TikTok zone where you just watch constant fucking content. It's unbelievable, right? It's
1: unbelievable. What, what like just, how easily sucked in you can get uh, just like before you know it you're like down a bare bone on your finger because you've swiped through all the skin and flesh and you're just like, uh, like <laughs> drawling and grunting Brooks like you get out of the bathroom you're like, uh, grunting back at her like fuck off Brooke and uh, no,
2: the weird part is it finds you on Instagram now yeah and, and like Instagram right? is TikTok because I was they in there going talk. thinking I don't have TikTok or whatever and then I realised oh my
1: god it's all yeah. Instagram TikTok reels shit. are just TikTok but five days later after the trend has come and gone. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Brooke's like, oh, have you seen this content? I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? (laughs) Guess who hangs on
1: TikTok all the time. Yeah, that's right. Brooke, I saw it a week ago. Get to the fucking times. I feel like my parents (laughs) now. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. All uh, right, The next one is, adds up from the TikTok one. Yep. If you're arrested, and this is Brooks' more so question. Brooke, do you want to ask this one? You <laughs> Sarah, can go for this one. If
2: you're arrested with no explanation, yeah. what would your friends and family assume you did?
1: Ooh. Fuck. Okay. I reckon. I reckon it'd be like some heinous road crime. I, mean, I think it'd be like just like he's been done doing like four hundred k's an hour in like a stolen Bugatti or something fucked up like that. Like, just like I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he got the Bugatti. Like is it Andrew Tate's? I don't know. Like where did it come from? But like he's like yeah Eastern arterial, or like Eastern Valley Way. He's like been clocked doing four hundred or something stupid like that, and he's locked up. Yeah. Hopefully they bail me out. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You would better bail me out. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. The next one is, and that relates to the first questionnaire that I gave you, and you will get your prize at the end of this too. What's your favorite fast food, and what could you eat all day, every day? Subway.
1: Subway? <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Subway. Really? really? Yeah. I, Seaman's I Cosmic I Gomez. Oh, Bullshit stop. That's guys. a good one, too. <gasps> oh, Koozzie. Yeah. Nah. Oh, Subway. Stick s- to my guns. Yeah. I am a whore oh, for Subway. Yeah. I got, uh, real quick. This is how good I know it. Foot long white fresh, not toasted, Yeah. classic chicken double meat, garlic aioli, <laughs> tomato, cucumber, no lettuce, fuck that, couple of jalapenos, salt, pepper, boom.
2: And you were looking for a sponsor, right? Some way, eat fresh,
1: am I right? Uh, eat fresh. <laughs> no, like, no, no, I just... I, I love it. I could eat it every day, you know. And when I was working at Fulcrum, my office was two minutes from a subway. Oh, my God, did they did they take some of my money. What that
0: do you was... think of their hot dog thing? Do you, have you tried uh, that thing? No. See, it's that's disgusting. the thing. The
1: reason I know my order so well is because I've only ever pretty much, oh, like I don't stray from that. Like I'll occasionally, you know, maybe get tuna, regret it, come back to chicken. But um, it's just always been the same. I'm just a creature of habit. Yeah. <sighs> We're getting subway on the way home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brooke, I'll leave you to this one next. Number Uh, 12.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm
2: glad you left me with this one. Where was the most inappropriate or embarrassing (sighs) place you've ever farted? (laughs) <laughs> oh shit! Damn, <laughs> farted. Dan's, Dan's probably lost
1: count of where he is. I was gonna say like I reckon like on a date is probably like the worst one, but like you think it's silent and it's not, you get called out. That's probably a pretty bad one. But like, I've definitely farted on camera. Like these guys know. Like the Cine team know. I have done some horrific things on camera, and farting is just the tip of the iceberg for them. Like, yeah, yeah, even lying. just like you're like. Like I'm not mic'd up now, but sometimes like I forget I'm mic'd up, go to the toilet, not tell anyone, and the f- cameraman's out there with headphones on, waiting to record and hears everything. You know what I mean? Like, and there is like, there's no, there's no amount of therapy that can help a grown man through that. You know, like, you can't process that. There's just too much on. So that's probably like the worst thing. Oh man,
0: I've 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 actually farted on set before. It's so like legit. they guest's about to come in, Dan. No, he goes just-
2: off to get them, and I'm sitting here going.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
0: it's
1: You're like, stealth. motherfucker's got guzzy in here. Who's going to launch the fuck on it? Because I don't know who that smell from no, a eye. I'm life.
2: there checking the gas spike, and it's floated to there. It's not And I'm That's thinking, oh, my God, standing. he left me in here, so they're going to think I did it.
0: Oh, God. Someone <laughs> <a> said
1: <laughs> Gosh, I,
0: I was at done with my race team. Brooks, like, we have trying to figure out for weeks who farted around the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and my team's like, who the fuck farted in oh, the
2: We blaming each other, Julie and Barton. And I looking at each other with these weird
0: looks uh, and I'm like,
3: what
1: the uh, <laughs> That's gold. I love it.
0: All right. So your prize, oh, I'll, I'll have a look down here. I'm so scared. Whoa. Oh,
3: oh, what what about this? Should,
0: should I actually get one for your camera crew as well? Because i can got actually a few mm. prizes yeah, there. okay, go do on Did they deserve it?
1: He's had too much. Oh, okay, that's down true. That. Be it's It's like, not
0: that bad. It's not like I've gone to a sex store. I am not it's paying, not that bad. Oh
1: bullshit! You oh, have one, one of them's here. questionable. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god, I'm so scared. Hopefully <laughs> it vibrates. Oh, do you reckon I should do that one?
2: It, it's yes, been lying there
1: yes, for a while. Yes, oh, no. Please pick that oh one up. Oh my god! This
2: was this was
0: found in a supermarket. What mind do
1: you mean? Oh, just
0: read it. You know what? I'll give you. I'll give you because you've lasted this long.
1: I'm so scared. I can see a blister pack. What the hell?
0: The first one's this one.
1: Oh, stop it. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> if everyone
2: <laughs> listen. That's that's um, spaghetti A, B, C, D. Oh, my oh God, You yeah, yes. no, haven't had that since
1: you were a kid, eh? That is our spaghetti, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and what goes with that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. What is we, that? Slipping. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, that was oh, a, yes. Oh, my God. It's okay. a
2: slip and squeeze.
1: Okay, this is like one of those toys
2: where your parents toy, need
1: to also buy, like, a really sharp knife to open the packaging because yeah. it's not <laughs> child-friendly yes. at all all right, well, I'm going to eat this in the car on the way home, so that's that's guaranteed. And this, well, I need, well, that's definitely coming home with me. That's, uh, that's amazing. Outstanding. Dude. Thank you. It's, uh, I appreciate it. I, Maybe I should get it framed, I think, or something like yeah, that. I, I, can, I can, I can sign that one for you. It could yeah. be
2: used in like, you know, on a four-wheel drive adventure to save you.
1: I don't know. ASMR. It says ASMR on the packaging. Yeah. I don't, like, what is... Oh my <laughs> so god! in... found
2: it IGA. Thank you very much. Tim yeah. the
1: Toy Man, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Thanks, guys. Yeah,
0: man. Dude, I'm so wrapped that you came on, eh? Right. Like, it's, it's
1: been, Uh, It's been really fun. I've absolutely loved it. Hopefully you like the beers. Yep. And I'll I'll leave these ones here with you so you can have a little taste of Willie. I know you love it. And, dude, you should probably take me out for a
0: spin in a four-wheel drive because I actually mate, never have been in your car. Really? Your, yeah. Your, when it gets built. Yeah.
1: Going, <laughs> when it's running. When the camera crew replaced the brake line they stole and uh, <laughs> I replaced the engine I sold, uh, then, yeah, mate, you're welcome anytime. And uh, maybe i will swap you for a drive in an open wheel or something.
0: 100%. Let's might do be it. an extra
1: large seat, but that's oh, yeah. all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I might go to Tin Top
1: soon. We'll see yeah. <laughs> yeah, squeeze me into something. That'll be fun, as. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. All right. Cheers right. to coming on, man. Awesome. Thank Thanks very you. much. Thanks, guys. Hopefully, Hopefully you enjoyed it.
2: Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of On the Couch with Hooli. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And to help us grow, please leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For extra content, check out our YouTube and social channels. You can find all the links in the show notes. See you next week.